0: Welcome to the Adjust Your Ranks podcast. This is episode number 32. My name is David and once again I'm joined by Sean. Sean, how are you doing?
1: Yeah, very well thanks mate. Um, been a tough week for me in fantasy actually. I've, uh, I've got too many five and five teams but uh, also got some good ones so happy to give some advice. How you getting on?
0: Yeah, not too bad actually. I've got quite a lot of uh, contending sides to be honest and uh, I've been splashing some picks out this week and trying to upgrade them and trying to Make sure they win now and then. Deshaun Watson dies, so that's uh, that's killed a couple of them, probably.
1: Yeah, I'm the same. Do you know what he's just about showing uh, a bit of form and he dies on us? So uh, I'm sure we'll get into it today. But it's been a tough season, I think, isn't
0: it? Yeah, injuries across the board, and some quarterbacks you probably wouldn't have expected to start, but um, that's just how it goes, isn't
1: it? It really is. It's why we play it and uh, keep you on your toes. It's tough though, because when you lose a key starter, I mean, I've got one side. I've got Aaron Rodgers, Nick Chubb. I had. Jonathan Taylor obviously missed some time. Deshaun Watson. what, what you do? I mean, just everyone's dead.
0: <laughs> yeah, I've got um, I've got a side with uh, Nick Chubb, Mike Williams, um, Deshaun Watson, like cousins. So yeah, I'm tanking that side so and just trying to sell people off. But it's tough, isn't it? Because everyone knows it, and they're trying to take liberties with the prices, aren't they?
1: Yeah, I mean, our Julian Edelman league. I mean, I was uh, I lost in the final last year. I've got Justin Fe- Justin Fields, Kirk Cousins. Justin Jefferson, I mean, what do you do with that? I've had no quarterbacks, got no wide receivers. It's been a nightmare.
0: Yeah, you've got a good sign there. And when I, I checked the table earlier, because I'm, I'm third in there at the minute, and like you're down there with your side. I was like, what's going on here? And then I went in there and checked it out, and I was like, oh, yeah, most of them yeah, are dead. Yeah,
1: everyone, even like fringe players like Wandale Robinson and Zach Ertz and Greg Doltis, everyone's just dead on me. And my running back game's terrible there as well, so... Yeah, it's one of those, that's a five and five side, I think. So I don't know what to do at this stage, but I'm sure we'll get into it. It's uh we we'll play the fun game.
0: Yeah, so that's week ten in the books and uh yeah, some good action across the board, some big scores as well. But um we'll we'll review all week ten games. We have week ten studs and duds and also a player to pick up cheap or stash in Dynasty. We'll start with the first game from uh week ten last Thursday evening. So talk to me.
1: Well, do you want to take this one given it's your boy? <laughs>
0: uh yeah as soon as we got the win i'll take this one so the carolina panthers 13 the chicago bears 16 i actually thought fields might make this one but he warmed up and he's close and they actually went with Bajan. so yeah Bajan got the win um he wasn't great kind of game managed this one didn't make any mistakes and we didn't need to be really that good to beat the uh the panthers but um Foreman Foreman another great game as soon as i saw that um that um, Khalil Herbert wasn't making this week and uh, I added Donta Foreman in a in a redraft league and he, he stuck up 17 points for me so um, yeah they're kind of being very cautious with Roshan Johnson right now so he only had five carries but Donta Foreman's kind of been the lead back for a few weeks now but that might change with Khalil Herbert back. Uh, DJ Moore um, just a floor game for him really didn't really have much else to do but um, just 10 points from him and five from nine receptions. He's, he's the main play every time in our, in our passing game. There's not really much else. There's a little bit of Cole Commit. I think he had uh, five from 745 yards and both quarterbacks seem to like Commit. But what did you make of this one?
1: Yeah, it's, um, I've been a bit worried about Rochon Johnson, but we spoke about it. I think it's just the way the NFL was going. They're being a bit more cautious with these concussions, aren't they? And I'm not worried about Johnson. We've said a few times he's the lad that's on the roster next year. So Still from there's a window open to get him. But Donta Foreman's been brilliant, hasn't he, the last few weeks? And he was one of our stashes a few weeks ago. What a buy that's been if you've got him.
0: Yeah, he kind of seems to do it every year, doesn't he? A few years ago when um, Henri went out for the uh, Titans, he come in and he was really good. And he's actually performed for the Panthers as well when McCaffrey got traded. So I was quite happy when we signed him. And then it looked like at the start of the season, he might be the third back in the rotation because Khalil Herbert was really good and Rochon was coming on. But yeah, he's kind of taken the role over the last few weeks with, Herbert and IR and and they're being very cautious with Johnson with his uh, concussion.
1: So what do you reckon they do now? Do they go to a bit of a split committee now Herbert's going to come back or is it just going to be ride the hot hand? What do you reckon this is going to look like?
0: Uh, I think Foreman for now with a little bit of Khalil Herbert and I think they'll just kind of rest Johnson and uh, maybe think more towards next year with Johnson, which I'm fine with because I think he's going to be really good for us.
1: Yeah, yeah, I'm the same. I mean, moving over to the other side of the ball for the Panthers, um, you and I, obviously, big Bryce Young fans. He was our quarterback, one coming out, and I'm not going to say we, we're completely wrong, but it's looking looking worrying, isn't it, for, for Bryce Young? He's not been good at all. Definitely not been helped. Weapons are quite crap. The line's not been great, but he's not been great either, Is he? It's just, just a bit too soon, do you reckon, for Bryce Young?
0: Yeah, I mean, the situation there is not great. Um, Daniel Jeremiah kind of summed it up yesterday. The pass protection's pretty bad. He's not getting anything down the field. The uh, people are not getting open. They're not separating. And he's not helping himself by uh, getting the ball out quickly. I mean, he didn't make any huge mistakes in this one, but they just wasn't going anywhere with him, was they?
1: No, and it's difficult. I mean, he obviously put up numbers in college, but very different game. And his skill set really is between the numbers. He likes that short, intermediate game in the numbers. And I just don't know if he's... He's not strong enough to push it downfield. He hasn't got the weapons. And as you said, the pass protection is rubbish. It's just everything that could go wrong has gone wrong. I suppose the only good thing for Dynasty is they've got to stick with him because they paid the world to get him, ironically to you guys. So he's got some job security, but it's really not looking great as it at all, especially given how... CJ Stroud is playing
0: yeah I mean Stroud is um is, is outperforming him by quite a bit at the moment isn't he? I mean Stroud's situation's probably better but he's just outplayed him at the moment isn't he I mean Bryce Young was my quarterback one so I've probably got that one wrong I, th- I always liked Stroud but I just thought Young had more but yeah that seems to have uh, killed off uh, fairly quickly doesn't it
1: it does I mean the difficulty is now that I mean where did Bryce Young go He's generally going sort of Early to mid first in Superflex when he was going at sort of anything from the 102 to the 105. I don't know if there's a buy window, because if I've paid a 104, 105 for Bryce Young, I'm not selling him cheap. So are people going to pay a first? Are you happy just to reset and go again? Or do you want to ride this out? What are you doing with Bryce Young?
0: Um I've got him in a couple of leagues and um you've just got to ride him out and see how it goes. I mean, I've only got him in a one quarterback league and in our uh multiflex league. So yeah, I'm just gonna ride him out. You can't sell him now because people wanna want him really cheap at the moment if you're gonna sell him and yeah, I'm just gonna ride him out. I mean the Panthers have got to improve. I mean I don't know how they do immediately because we've got their first and at the minute it's the 101.
1: Yeah, it's not looking good for them, is it? I mean, the only good thing is that there's a few wide receivers that'll be on the free agent market and we've got our beef with uh, with T. Higgins, but I mean if he gets someone like a T. Higgins and they improve that line suddenly the situation could look a lot better, but yeah, it's very, very worrying. Cause I don't know what else they can do, but yeah, got a hold of where you can. I mean, looking at the running game, um, Miles Sanders, I mean, I'm not going to say he's cuttable in dynasty because you have to roster any running back that's on a roster, don't you really? But Jesus, he's just nothing.
0: Yeah. He's kind of died off very quickly, which is, which is strange that you'd think they'd give him all the chances considering they're paying, him, I think 6 million a year and, he was one of the higher running back contracts given out, but yeah, they've kind of just soured on him very quickly, haven't they?
1: They have, and Tuba Hubbard's outperforming him, but I mean, even he's not really startable unless you're in a pinch, is he? I mean, he's had a couple of good games, wasn't good against you guys. I mean, put up just under six fantasy points, and you're not pleased with that. So just a situation to avoid, I think, in Carolina, Other than uh, Mr. Phelan. He's still fairly reliable, isn't he? Yeah, I think the whole situation there
0: is pretty bad. at my- I mean, you're talking about, Thomas Brown got the play calling duties uh, on the offence a few weeks ago. They're talking about Frank White taking those back. But I think his coaching job has been that bad that they might be one and done. There's a lot of um, noise around the league that it's going to be a one and done and kind of makes sense really, doesn't it?
1: It does. I mean, even the picks they have made. Jonathan Mingo, he's not a guy that I roster anywhere. I don't think you do. That was just a bit of a reach for me. That wasn't the player to take and that's not helped either, is it? And it
0: just they're, they're thinking behind it kind of seem to be, he's from Ole Miss and he could be like AJ Brown and DK Metcalf because he's big like them, but yeah, he's not very good, he's not a separator and uh, his skill's not great, to be honest I I never really liked him through the whole process I took him in one league and sold him as soon as I could
1: Yeah, I mean, I don't own him anywhere, I just don't really like him and the situation doesn't look good, so yeah, I don't think there's much point in talking about the tight end room it's just a bit of a disaster in Carolina and can't really roster anyone other than praying the hope for Bryce Young, because you can't move off him at all at the moment
0: yeah, just stick with him and, and hope the situation improves. I think there's every chance that um, they reset this coaching staff and it's a one-and-done for all of them, which is uh, which is strange considering that it's a, a, a quite a, a heralded coaching staff. I mean, they paid enough money and there's quite a few names there, but they could all be gone.
1: Yeah, and they deserve to be as well. I mean, going over to the next game, uh, the Colts 10, Patriots 6. I'll tell you what, if I'd flown over to Germany and booked a hotel and gone out for the weekend to watch this load of shit, I'd be absolutely fuming, wouldn't
0: you? Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't want to be flying to Germany to watch Mac Jones versus Gardner Minshew in the first place, to be honest. So, uh, yeah, I know what you mean. It was pretty bad, wasn't it?
1: It's just rubbish. I mean, the Patriots, I've said a few times, the Giants are the worst side in the league, but I think the Patriots are probably the second, you know, borderline first. I mean, Mac Jones, he's not a starting quarterback next season, is he? There's no chance. I mean, if the Patriots end up with the, the 102 or the 103, they're going to draft a quarterback, surely.
0: I think it's going to be between um, New England and New York as to who gets Drake May.
1: Yeah, I mean, I'd be happy with that. I want to reset in New York, so uh, we'll we'll see.
0: But um, they were saying if New York get him, then um, it's fine because you're literally going to be paying one quarterback salary and you've got one on a really cheap deal. So, you know, whether you can trade out of that contract of Daniel Jones or not, but it won't hinder you price wise cuz you're literally paying for one quarterback with that high price aren't you
1: yeah you're paying one you know veteran contract you've already paid and you're paying a rookie deal so you know obviously jumping forward to the giants we've got an out on jones's contract after the the second year so it's not the end of the world but i mean the patriots i do sort of feel for mac jones though cuz i mean i think if he's in we've said it before if he's in san francisco he's probably a quarterback one and you know schemed really well in that system but terrible play calling dreadful weapons no just no offense at all he's just thrown to nobody so I do feel for him a bit but yeah it's never a never a, a good pick really was it Jones no
0: not for me I mean I just don't think he's got enough to his game um, talent wise but um, I think this is a definite benching because they took him out just before like a two-minute drive for them to try and win the game and you don't do that and bring in Bailey Zappy unless you're serious about this one do you
1: They've benched him about five times in the last sort of year, haven't they? And it's, um, I mean, how many times can you do that and explain it away? It's obvious they just don't like him and he's not very good. And I don't know, uh, obviously I stashed Will Greer a few weeks ago. It doesn't quite look like they're turning over to Will Greer, but it can't be any worse, surely.
0: Nobody's going to be any worse than uh, Jones or Zappi, to be fair. So I don't see the uh, the problem with giving Will Greer a go, to be honest.
1: No, I mean, onto the running game. I mean, we're not fans of Ramondre Stevenson, but he's, he's starting to get a little bit of volume. Twenty carries, eighty-eight yards, and got a bit of work through the air. Zeke was all right, uh, and that's pretty much it, isn't it? In the running back room, there's not. I don't know if you'd be comfortable starting either at the moment, but they're they're okay. They're not going to kill you.
0: Yeah, they're kind of canceling out each other. I think Ramondre left uh, late in the game, and Zeke was kind of the the lead back for a little while and it showed because his volume picked up but um, I don't know how serious the Ramondre injury is but I've got Zeke in a couple and it might be worth trying to shift him or actually playing him in those games when he could be the uh, the running back one because there's not much else there and I'm not going to be throwing a lot either with uh, either Zappi or Greer in there are they?
1: No I think the, the injury for Stevenson was a dodgy back and the tests have come back all right but you just don't know the back these lads are getting Absolutely smashed. So, yeah, it might be one for fire up Zeke for a couple of weeks, but yeah, not much else there. I mean, wide receiver and uh, Keyshawn Boutte finally active and gets one reception for 11 yards, I suppose. Is that a victory lap? I don't know. Two points in fantasy. <laughs> uh, but Pop Douglas, Demaro Douglas, has actually been decent. I don't know if he's a long-term dynasty asset, but for now, he's probably the only wide receiver that I'd be comfortable throwing into my flex spot in this roster. What do you make of uh, Damaro Pop Douglas?
0: He's the only Patriots player that I've been playing anywhere. And I think I started him in about six leagues last week. So started him in our guillotine league as well. And I think he put up, because the scoring's inflated, I think he put up about 22, 23 points. But he's the only one that's worth playing at the moment from the Patriots, isn't he?
1: He is. I mean, I think he was a fifth-round pick. And he's a guy that we sort of talked about as a a bit of a stash. But he's been fairly reliable the last few weeks. Six targets, seven targets, seven targets, and nine. He's the only one to start. And I saw that you finally cut juju in a dynasty league today as well.
0: Yeah, I'm just sick of him and um yeah, I've I'm running out of spots there cuz my a couple of my ir lads are coming back including JJ, so yeah, I just got no time for juju anymore and yeah, I've binned him off.
1: Yeah, and it's a ten, 10 man league as well, isn't it? So it's slightly different. I don't know if I'd be cutting him in a 12-man, but I suppose why not? It's um it's, he's just it's, clocking it's,
0: the roster. I can't never use him.
1: Yeah, there's no upside at all. There's no upside. There's no real floor yeah, I don't blame you at all. I'm very close. I've got him, I think, in one or two leagues and never going to be comfortable starting him. So it's a bit of a disaster. But uh, Jalen Rager didn't get eight targets this week.
0: Yeah, that makes a nice change. He didn't get any, which kind of matches his uh, hands as well. But the uh, the tight ends, they kind of cancel each other out as well, don't they?
1: Yeah, it's just the whole roster, just very weirdly built. Both Kosicki and Henry got two and three targets and they are both done nothing. So... I don't know what they're thinking here, but putting up six points on the road to Germany. Can you imagine if you live in New England, you've flown to Germany for this? It's done like a 12-hour flight. Unbelievable.
0: There was one touchdown the whole game and it was Jonathan Taylor.
1: <laughs> Incredible. Incredible. I mean, talk, to, talk us through the uh, the Colts then, because uh, obviously they won the game, but it wasn't exactly a, a, you know, a master show, was it?
0: Yeah, Minshew wasn't great. I mean, he's had the one interception in there, but um, nothing special from Minshew. It was mainly coming through Jonathan Taylor, he's starting to get running now and he's taken most of that volume away from Zach Moss now I mean Zach Moss had one carry for two yards and the rest of it was literally Jonathan Taylor um decent in the screen game Taylor as well for that that one reception that he had but Michael Pittman still getting his usual volume eight from 12 for 84 yards Josh Downs was um on a time or or a snap count because he's had a he's had a dodgy knee but he only really come in near the end when he made that excellent catch. Did you see the diving catch from Josh
1: Downs? I did, yeah. I mean, the, the box score doesn't tell the story for Downs, does it? Because he has been struggling with the injury, but yeah, he's he's excellent.
0: Yeah, I mean, he only come in late. He made that catch and a couple of others, but he he was on a, a massive snap count, wasn't he?
1: He was. I mean, it's a, it's a difficult one because I've got Michael Pittman and Josh Downs on a couple of rosters together just because Downs fell and he was a really good value in drafts and you know I just can't get anyone interested in either of them, and they're both very, very good. I mean, Pittman, 12 targets again. A lot of that's helped by Downs being on this snap count, but uh, I trust either of them, really. I'm I'm comfortable starting either one, but nobody seems to care. It's upsetting.
0: Yeah, I'm all over Michael Pittman. I've got him in quite a few leagues, and I've been playing him all season. He's been really good, so I like Michael Pittman a lot.
1: Yeah, likewise. I mean, the, the tight end room for the Colts is very similar to the Patriots in that they're all just canceling each other out, aren't they? They're all getting one or two targets and Jelani Woods still isn't quite back. Is he? I don't know what the latest is there, but I mean, he's been out the entire season. I don't think you can expect much from him this year, can you?
0: I mean, he was supposed to be back week four or week five, wasn't he? Because he was on IR originally and it was like, oh, he'll just miss the first four games. But we're approaching week 11 now, still no sign of the big man.
1: Yeah, exactly. Well, I don't know what the latest is, but there's still no real sign, is there? We keep getting told he's making progress. That was weeks and weeks ago. So he's on an 11 week I asked him at the moment, which um, <laughs> that doesn't look good, does it?
0: No, definitely not. But um, yeah, probably need to move off of this game quickly because it wasn't great, was it?
1: It wasn't. But onto a, a fairly decent game, actually. Browns 33, the Ravens 31. I mean,. Sean Watson finally uh, turned up, I suppose, in the second half. He was quite fun and not quite the old Watson, but he was decent. But he's died on us as well now. He's out for the season.
0: Yeah, he had a he had a rough start. He had that, um, that pick, didn't he, with Carl Hamilton jumping up and sort of blocking the screen pass and taking it to the house. And I don't think he completed a pass for about 10 after that. But, yeah, second half he was excellent. And it was kind of glimpses of the old Sean, And he made some lovely throws and... Yeah, he links up really well with Amari Cooper, and it was really good to see from Watson. But then you learn today that he's probably done a little bit of that on a, on a fractured shoulder.
1: Yeah, I mean, as soon as I saw the uh, the notification on my phone that Watson's out for the season with a dodgy shoulder, my initial reaction was he's he's lying. Like That seems to be my go-to with Watson because he's just so frustrating this year. But, uh, I mean, if he's done that second half on a, a fractured shoulder, that's quite impressive. But He's going to kill a few teams in fantasy now because what on earth do you do with Watson? Nobody wants to buy. He's not worth anything. He's been crap when he has started and you've probably paid quite decent whack for him, haven't you? So you've just got to ride it out unless you're competing and you need to get somebody else in. You just have to IR slot him and hope for next year, I suppose, don't you?
0: I do think that he will be all right long term. I think this has just been a a pain year and... I do, th- I do actually think he's going to be fine long-term, and I'd, I'd be happily uh, picking him up, depending on price, obviously. Uh, I've got him in quite a lot of leagues anyway, but I do think he will be all right long-term.
1: Do you know what I'd like to do? If Bryce Young can show anything at all, and the Deshaun Watson owner is desperate for a quarterback, if you can move off of Bryce Young to Watson, I'd be happy doing that, I think.
0: Yeah, you're probably getting some, uh, some picks there as well, aren't you?
1: I don't even know on what side. I just don't know. It'd be <laughs> Bryce Young plus something for Watson. I don't know. Would you want to pay that?
0: Yeah, I don't know. I mean, that's a. I think that's a difficult deal to do from either side, to be honest.
1: Oh, I don't know. I'm, I'm hoping. I'm hoping. You see but, today um,
0: that it's, uh, it's DTR coming in, though. It's your boy coming in and not uh, PJ Walker.
1: My boy, my boy. Do you know what? My boy uh, didn't do well in his first start. And I just popped in our group earlier because I think Dave said that DTR looked rubbish, Dorian Thompson-Robinson. But in fairness to him, he did get the nod, I think, about 20 minutes before the game started. He wasn't aware that he was starting. He's a rookie. And he was just thrown in, wasn't he? So, I mean, he got eight alive. But, yeah, I'm not that bothered. I'm quite looking forward to seeing what he's got, actually.
0: Yeah, I don't think anyone wants to see PJ Walker out there again, do they?
1: Oh, it's just pointless. In these situations, I'd always rather go to the young guy and just see what you've got. But it's interesting because the Browns are six and three. I mean, it's, uh, you know... They're competing, aren't they? So see what uh, see what the boys got.
0: That AFC North is a is a brutal division. They all beat each other as well, don't they? And it's proper hard man football as well, isn't it?
1: They do. I mean, we'll get on to the Steelers, but the Steelers have got to be the worst decent side I've ever seen. I mean, that division's a nightmare. Um, but I tell you, he's brilliant, and we both really like him, Jerome Ford, a favourite of the pod. Uh, we've got a few favourites, but he's just brilliant the box score is fine 17 carries for 107 yards I mean 12 fantasy points nearly but just the way he plays he's got such good burst he's strong he's quick the outside run that he does both really like him don't we yeah I
0: mean we was advocating before the season started trying to pick him up cheap if you could because he was clearly the number two back I mean they really showed a lot of faith in him they cut Kareem Hunt and they they weren't rolling out forward in pre-season it's like wow they they really do believe in this guy and I think On the evidence that we've seen, they were right to do that, wasn't they?
1: Yeah, and I I still think he's potentially a buy, you know, because Chubb, there's no guarantee that Chubb's ready to go at the start of next season. He's quite a nasty injury. He's on the older side. So, uh, you know, even if he does come back early on, they're not going to throw him straight in, are they? So I think Ford's got a fairly decent role, certainly this season, but, you know, for most of next season as well, potentially.
0: Yeah, I think I said it in our NFL group that I think Jerome Ford's a really good buyer because, you know, you don't know when Hunt's going to come back. and not Sorry, not Hunt, Chubb. You don't know when Chubb's going to come back. Hunt probably won't be back. You know they might draft a young guy, but Ford could be the RB one there for the first six to eight weeks next year, couldn't he?
1: He really could, and there's no guarantee Chubb might come back and twing a hamstring. These things happen, don't they? So did I just say twing a hamstring? But um, you know what I mean. Um, yeah, I, I do like it. I mean, what are you paying for Ford though? It's still around a second something. I mean, if you're competing, I'd happily pay a second for him without even thinking.
0: Yeah, it might be a, a second plus now because I think people are yeah. cottoning on to onto him that he's decent. So it might be like a, maybe a second and, you know, a, a wide receiver or a second and a, a young running back. But um, yeah, I do really like him. I, I think contending sides need to be uh, picking him up because they're going to be running it more with the uh, quarterback now as well, aren't they? And their O-line's not too bad.
1: Yeah, they really are. Um, I mean, moving on to the wide receivers, I don't know what to make of this really because, you know, Cooper just as Mari Cooper puts up 98 yards and gets nine targets. Decent. Elijah Moore finally showed out, got a touchdown, but here we are with a new quarterback and you have to sort of let it play out a week or so before knowing who you can trust, I suppose, aren't you? Yeah,
0: I mean, I did consider adding a Mari Cooper in a, in a league this week and uh, just because I've got a lot of people out and it was just an experienced uh, volume play, but I don't think i'll be going there now and uh I, i'm not sure how it's going to play out now with uh, dtr i guess we just need to see but i've got a larger more on loads of rosters and i think last time uh, dtr was in i think he targeted more a little bit so maybe some hope there but yeah i'm, I'm not i'm not optimistic and good of james proche to help out his old team last week as well wasn't it
1: it really really was and <laughs> he was gutted wasn't he seen james proche on the side he was devastated about it and yeah, it always seems to happen when you go back and face your old side, something happens and here we are. Interesting though, Cedric Tillman, uh, a guy that we've touted as a bit of a stash and th- the window's still open, I think, because look at his snap count. I mean, he gets three targets, doesn't pull any in, which is not that encouraging, but he played 85% of the snaps. So that zero box score doesn't really tell the full story. He's, he's developing into a full-time wide receiver. And, you know, if, uh, if DTR comes in, struggles a bit, the game script means they're going to be throwing it more. You know Tillman could have a nice little stretch down the end of the season if DTR is even competent couldn't
0: he yeah I mean you look at week nine he, he come in and had 74% and last week 85% so that number's on the rise and, and now that Peoples Jones has gone as well I think they're trying to get Tillman in there aren't they
1: yeah exactly so I mean it might you might have to suffer through it this year because uh, really just a massive question mark around the quarterback but going forward he's um, got a very good profile I mean what are the tight ends here and Joku sort of divides opinion but uh I mean, nine targets at tight end, and that could potentially go up with DTR, because what does a rookie quarterback love?
0: Yeah, he loves his tight end, doesn't he?
1: Exactly. He's big tight end with no face. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, Njoku, didn't you pick him up for a packet of peanuts last week as well?
0: No, not exactly a packet of peanuts, unless it was cashews, because cashews are quite expensive.
1: Yeah, I mean, I'm a, I'm a roasted almond man myself. But, um, yeah, and Joku, decent. Six six receptions, 58 yards. That You'll take that at tight end, won't you?
0: he just gets decent volume there and he, he's, he's starting to show out a little bit in the screen game and he's athletic as well. I mean, that's why they picked him up because he had really good athletic numbers, but yeah, I, I do, I do like Njoku.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, over to the other side of the ball, the Ravens. I mean, Lamar, he's certainly not the MVP. We've said this a few times now. It's driving me nuts.
0: Yeah. Some, two bad interceptions as well. I know one of them sort of come off the helmet of his, one of his guys or, or one of the other guys, but it was a bit of a fluke, but, um, the other interception was really bad, and there just seems to be these little mistakes in his game that's stopping him from really excelling. I mean, I love Lam, I love Lamar Jackson, and I-, I like him when he's doing well. And yeah, I mean, I'm happy to to praise him when he's when he's doing well, but I'm just not seeing MVP level like people have been talking about. And uh, I'm someone that loves him.
1: I mean, is he in the conversation? Because there isn't really a clear runner for MVP. Is that the issue? There's a few lads that are doing well. It's always going to be a quarterback because otherwise Tyreek Hill would be in the conversation, wouldn't he? But I just can't really see it. But who else is even in the chat?
0: I mean, the fact that Stroud is being mentioned now is probably testament to the fact that there's not a lot of people in the running, is there?
1: No, I mean, who is there? Tua, Lamar, if the media is to be believed. Tyreek Hill, if they want to go completely rogue. And I don't know, there's no one really standing out, is there?
0: No, not at the moment. A.J. Brown, maybe I've seen mentioned, but um, it's usually going to be a quarterback. But, I mean, there's no real cl- clear standout quarterback, is there?
1: No, not at all, because Mahomes is getting the job done, but he's not been great, really. So, I don't know. We'll see. Um, on to the running back, though. Our boy Keaton Mitchell. I mean, he didn't do much, but what he did, he was very good with it. How fast was he? That breakaway run he scored the touchdown on.
0: Yeah, he's kind of like Baltimore's answer to Devon A-Chain, isn't he?
1: Really is. I mean, we. I think we even said that, didn't we? He's very similar height, similar speed, um, similar build, and you know the way he ran it was very similar to the A chain type touchdown, wasn't it?
0: Yeah, he's got that um, that freaky speed, hasn't he? And when he when he got outside, there was no catching him, was there?
1: Yeah, I mean, once he gets outside, the outside it's exactly what A chain does, doesn't he? in, in Miami, so. I don't know what to do with him, though, because I've got him on a few rosters because he was our stash guy and we sort of stashed him away. His snap percentage isn't that high. Is that a concern? Are you looking to sell high or are you just going to look to ride it out?
0: Uh, I'm keeping him. Uh, John Harbaugh said um, this week as well they should have kept him involved more in the game and used him more as well. So I think they like him. I think they like that express speed and I think there's a role for him. I think he's already probably overtaken Justice Hill. Um, they've just got Gus ramming it down the middle, and I think Keaton Mitchell will be their um, their outside option now, won't
1: he? I think so. And you actually look at the rest of the running back room. J.K. Dobbins, I mean, another serious injury, and he's out of contract as well. I think Gus Edwards might be under contract. He just always seems to be. But they're the sort of side that would happily just roll with a guy like Keaton Mitchell was, uh, you know, next season as well, wouldn't they?
0: I don't think Gus has a contract. He just he just plays because he likes smashing into people. They don't even pay him.
1: Yeah, it wouldn't surprise me at all. Gus, the, the bus, he loves it. So, yeah, Gus on a no deal and Keita Mitchell next season. But I think there's potentially a role next season. And Obviously, we're always looking to pick guys up cheap and sell them. That's the game in Dynasty. But I think if you picked up Keita Mitchell in the fifth round or off waivers, what are you going to get? A third? Is it worth it? I'd rather just see what you've got. I don't even know if I sell for a second, to be honest. I'd rather just see what happens in the next couple of weeks.
0: Yeah, I mean, I listened to my um, podcast today and they were specifically talking about Keaton Mitchell and they were kind of saying that you've either got him in the fifth or off waivers and if it doesn't work out and the worst comes to the worst and he's, a, he's kind of a bust and you've not lost anything, I know that we always like to make these small gains in dynasty but it's probably worth riding him out over dealing him right now, isn't it?
1: Yeah, it's that fine balance. I think the reason I'd like to ride him out is that there's potentially, I mean, he could be a league winner if he chucks up this sort of stuff every week and He could potentially have a role next year. So that's worth more than the the random second or third you might get, isn't it? So, yeah, I'm the same. I've not moved anywhere yet. Unless someone wants to send me something silly, I'm going to ride it out.
0: Yeah, I think that's it, isn't it? If you get the silly offer of like a late first or an early second, then you probably do it. But yeah, like you say, for a random late second or random third, it's, it's not worth it, is it?
1: No, not at all. The only thing you do need to keep out, if someone at the top of the league has just lost a running back to injury for the season and they're desperate, you know, if someone, I don't know, just throwing this out there, if someone at the top of the league has got no running backs left but they've got Nick Chubb in their IR, would you swap Keaton Mitchell for Nick Chubb? If they're desperate for someone and Mitchell's chucking up numbers, would you just gamble on Nick Chubb for next year?
0: Yeah, I think you have to like that, don't you? Because Chubb is, I mean, even depending on the injury, I think you kind of have to go with that profile of Chubb, don't you?
1: Yeah, I mean, I think that's the thing, just to keep a look because, you know, as much as we like seeing what the players have got, if there's someone on IR, check who's at the top of the league. If they're desperate, you might be able to get a silly deal done if uh, Mitchell goes off the next few weeks. So, yeah, if someone wants to offer me Nick Chubb for Keaton Mitchell, I'll uh, I'll consider it.
0: Yeah, just advertise that and make it known. So, yeah, if anyone wants to offer us Nick Chubb for Keaton Mitchell, we've got him, then we'd consider it.
1: Absolutely. Um, I mean, the wide receiver room, I was in a bit of a pinch this week because of buys and injuries. I had to start Beckham, which felt disgusting, really. But um, it looked like it would be a disaster until he got a 40-yard touchdown. It sort of saved the day. It was
0: a vintage uh, Beckham slant as well, wasn't it?
1: Yeah, and he starts dancing, all this sort of nonsense as well, which I don't know. I I just feel very miserable at the moment. Things wind me up, and I was sitting there getting annoyed. But yeah, vintage OBJ slant run comes with the touchdown and saved me in a couple of leagues. So, yeah nicer. He's been decent since we started cutting him off. <laughs> I
0: was just about to say that. As yeah. soon as you uh, as soon as you went in on him, he's uh he started to produce. So that just confirms to me that he's a definite listener.
1: Maybe he's the one that gave us the one star reviews. I don't know. Um <laughs> OBG's tanking the adjuster ranks lads, but we'll see. I mean, Say Flowers didn't get his head caged this week, either did he?
0: He got his usual volume, yeah, but he didn't he didn't get beaten up this week. Um a little bit from Bateman as well. I mean, he, he I don't think the box score is showing that he looks better at the moment. But um, I think Bateman's one to keep an eye on in the uh, in the next few weeks because he's starting to get fitter and fitter.
1: Yeah, I do I do agree with that. I mean, I sort of moved off of Bateman because I just got a bit fed up. But he's looking a bit better. And, you know, you're right, the box score, two catches, 25 yards, doesn't really tell the stories. He's looking a lot better. And I don't know what Beckham's contract was there. Was it a one-year deal? I can't remember.
0: Yeah, one year for 15 million, I think, which was a lot of money. But, yeah, that, I mean, they it didn't mean anything to them, really.
1: No, so I mean, it's very. You know, it could be the case that it's Flowers and Bateman as the the two starting wide receivers next year in a past happy offense. So, yeah, there's an opportunity there. But, I mean, Mark Andrews, obviously, he's been excellent for years. Are you a little bit worried about Andrews? Has he got something wrong with him? Because his snap percentage has dropped down a little bit. He's not as productive as he used to be. I don't know. I've got him in one league, I think, and he's obviously a just pluck and play every week. But I don't know. I Don't know what I feel about this at the moment.
0: I'm not worried about Andrews in the slightest. I'm actually trying to buy him from uh, Geordie Mick at the moment. We were uh, we were having some uh, trade discussions before this podcast where I may have called Geordie Mick uh, a drunk and, and said that he's upset me and all sorts. But, uh, yeah, we're talking it through at the moment, and um, I'm trying to acquire him from uh, from Newcastle right now.
1: Yeah, I mean, on that note, Geordie Mick certainly is um, a drunk, but... <laughs> He's a good lad, Geordie Mick, and our thoughts are with him at the moment. He's got a lot going on and, uh, yeah, wish him well, don't we?
0: Yeah, he's one of our boys, Geordie Mick, and um, I know that we give him a bit of grief sometimes, but he's uh, he's one of the yeah, good lads, isn't
1: he? He absolutely is. So, uh, yeah, message out to Geordie Mick and the family. Trade away Andrews and uh, wish you all well.
0: Yeah, 100%. Yeah, hand, hand over Andrews and, and everything's all good.
1: Absolutely. <laughs> uh, we'll take us down to, uh, to Cincinnati.
0: So the, uh, another C.J. Stroud game, but this was the Houston Texans 30, the Cincinnati Bengals 27. So where do you even start with C.J. Stroud again? I mean, he had the one interception, which he kind of accepted on the sideline. I saw him sort of telling his guys, that's on me. Don't worry, I-, I-, I know where it went wrong and we're all good. And he kind of has that um, that confidence in him and he's he's got that assurance in him as well. Do you know what I mean? And I don't know, he just he's got that X factor, hasn't he?
1: He sort of has, yeah, uh, I get exactly what you mean. He's um, obviously a rookie, but he's just happy to own his mistakes. And I mean, even this, though, he only completed 23 of 39, but he goes for 356 yards in the top. He's just brilliant. And I don't know, the more and more it goes on, the, the price is going up and up. And I mean, where would you have CJ Stroud? Because he's overtaken a certain uh, highly touted quarterback for me this week that I'm, I'm sick to death of. But uh, I mean, strouds he's, he's getting up to that sort of top six, eight, potentially.
0: Yeah, I mean, a lot of people are saying the mark of a good quarterback is that he makes receivers. And when you see Noah Brown putting up seven from eight for 172 yards, you kind of understand what they're saying, don't you?
1: Yeah, and that's what I think concerns me a little bit, going back to Bryce Young, because his situation's not great. He's thrown to DJ Chark and Terrace Marshall, Adam Phelan. I mean, Stroud's doing this with Noah Brown, Tank Dell, who's very good, but a rookie. John Mechie's just come off chemo. And the corpse of Robert Woods, it's not like he's got incredible weapons, really, is it? He's just got a better O-line, better defence, but he's just elevating everybody.
0: This is kind of like that rookie year from um, Justin Herbert when he was getting huge plays out of Jalen Guyton and Tyrion Johnson. Do you remember Tyrion Johnson?
1: I do. The big, He was about six foot four, wasn't he? Bigger uh, alpha receiver.
0: Yeah, so you're like uh, Herbert was getting plays out of those guys in his rookie year, and you're like, wow, he's getting plays out of a literal bum, so kind of a similar thing here. I mean, Noah Brown's fine, but um, they sign him to do kind of the dirty work as the wide receiver and he's putting up big numbers at the moment, isn't he?
1: He really is. I mean, you could say that. I mean, is it, is it worth talking about this running back room? I mean, Devin Singletary, you were trying to sell him the other week for a third and people were laughing at you, but... I mean, obviously helped by Damian Pierce being dreadful and dead, but 30 carries, 150 yards and a touchdown for Singletary.
0: Yeah, I mean, that league I was trying to sell him, I actually played him this week, and he, he helped me put up like 180-something points. So, yeah, I, I was like amazed I couldn't even sell him for a fourth, you know. And I was offering him out. I'm like, There's people with no running backs and they're contending and they're turning their nose up at a starting running back in Devin Singletary. I mean, I'm not a huge fan, but when he's starting, I, I threw him in.
1: Things he's always been fine isn't he really? In Buffalo, he was fine. I mean, looking at his finishes the last few years, running back 23, running back 20, running back 31, that's fine. He's got value, but he just doesn't really have any X-factor, does he, at all? People just don't like him.
0: Well, he probably might not have long-term value, but if you're picking up a running back who's going to be starting for the next few weeks for a third or a fourth when you're contending, then you're laughing, aren't you?
1: Yeah. I mean, what do you make of Damien Pierce? Because I really like Pierce coming in and I liked him as a sneaky buy this season, but... He's been terrible. Is this a buy low, or are you just happy to be out of him by now?
0: Yeah, I've kind of got no long term interest. I'm not sure the um, the Texans have either. This regime doesn't seem to like him.
1: Yeah, I mean the only exception I would, if I can pick him up for a third, I'll take that gamble. But I don't think people will sell him for a third, even though they probably should. If I can take him for a third, I'm I'm happy to roll the dice because Singletary is showing that they can scheme a running back, and there is a, a role here in this offense. But it could just be single for the season, and if you can get him for a third. That's probably the wiser investment.
0: Yeah, I mean the amount of like um, nerd ana- analysis that I watch and read and stuff like that. I mean, I saw um, a Houston Texans um, guy who, who watches all their football and, and sort of analyzes it this week, saying that they much prefer single Terry and pass, pass protection, passing downs. And outside runs, whereas they just like Pierce up the middle, and they kind of run more outside zone scheme. Obviously with Bobby Slowick, so that's why it's been single Terry a little bit more. They only really see Pierce as a as a north to south through the middle grinder, to be honest.
1: Yeah, and if you've got Stroud airing it out forty odd times a game, it's uh, not going to be much work for a grinder up the middle, is there really?
0: Yeah, exactly that. But um, talk to me about Joe Burrow. Not a great day for the uh, for the big man, was it?
1: It wasn't, and, uh, you know, I'm I'm a bit worried about the Bengals, to be honest. After that start they had, they can't afford these losses, can they? And it's, um, you know, very, very poor from them, and I don't know. It wasn't a good day at the office for him, was it?
0: It wasn't, no. I mean, he um, he had chances late on to try and salvage this game, and he, he's kind of threw it away a little bit. I mean, you do get these games from Burrow sometimes, just because he's always going to take those risks, and you, you kind of want that, and normally he's fine with it. But... Um, I think they're missing T Higgins a little bit. I mean, Jamal was a little bit banged up and then they're kind of relying on Tyler Boyd and, and Steve Irwin chasing crocodiles down the uh, sidelines. But um, yeah, I don't know. I think they miss Higgins a little bit in this one today.
1: Yeah, I mean, Tyler Boyd, he was fine. He's always quite decent. He gets 12 targets, but he, he dropped a, a serious one in the end zone, didn't he, that could have won the game for him. So maybe we're being a bit harsh on Joe Burrow. You know, he probably just about did enough and, and Boyd let it slip. And that was, a ter- that
0: was a terrible drop from Boyd, wasn't it?
1: it was I mean small margins but he had a very good game and then he drops the game winner and you know that's a very different conversation suddenly the Bengals are you know 6-4 and and they've won this game but I don't know it's tough I mean Trent and Irwin this was the week really to plug and play a lot of bums at wide receiver weren't it because I was in a pinch and I had to start Trent and Irwin and it wasn't great but he does enough because he gets the touchdown 54 yards of the touchdown that's uh, lovely off the waiver wire
0: I added him in our um, ACL league and didn't start him. So, um, yeah, I mean, I added Noah Brown the week before and didn't start him as well. So I'm I'm, I'm doing the right process in picking these guys up, but I'm not actually playing him, which is really stupid. So, um,
1: Do you know what? You're not going to start them, though, unless you've got a, someone on bye or you've lost someone to injury. You're just not going to. And Yeah, I mean, I started him, I think, in the Edelman League where I've, I lost T Higgins, so um, I sort of had to, but... Yeah, it's, uh, here's a little strategy one for you, though. What do you do? Do you sometimes pick up players that you've got absolutely no interest in starting just so someone else can't have them? Um, if I am
0: playing someone and they need someone, maybe, yeah, but usually it's just for my own needs. But sometimes I've done that when I've seen that the guy I'm playing doesn't have a tight end and there's maybe one of the waivers and I've got a space, I'll just add any the tight end that he might pick up just to be a dick.
1: Yeah, I do, and I don't think there's anything wrong with that. The only the only exception I would say in redraft, if you're out of the playoffs and you start adding people, I, I dunno, it's it's not wrong, but I just find it a bit a bit naughty. But um I think yeah, in yeah. Dynasty it's yeah, 100%, fair game. You're
0: hundred percent about the redraft. Once you're out of the uh once you can't make the playoffs in redraft, you I'm not adding players. I think that's yeah. I think that should be like a, an unwritten rule, really.
1: It sort of is, you can't enforce because it it's not against the rules, it's just against the spirit a bit, really, isn't it? But I think in other leagues, I'm happy. I always add people just so other people can't have them. Even if they've got no trade value, I just, if you need a quarterback, I'm picking up PJ Walker and, you know, just to be a dick.
0: <laughs> so I was, at a, um, I was at a wedding last Friday and I got a message from you saying, you need to move Andre Andre Yoshivas off your taxi because I'm going to poach him. And I was kind of like, I'm at a wedding and I didn't really, uh, I like to have my Excel sheet when I'm moving around my players and, <laughs> I was kind of like, oh, I'll leave it. You take him, and uh, you're glad you didn't know, aren't you?
1: Do you know what? I, it was between poaching Yoshivas <coughs> and Trent and Irwin, and I looked, and Irwin was there. I thought, why do I need to burn a fifth and upset you? I'll, I'll pick up Irwin, but it was the right call. But I, I think as a process play, Yoshivas probably made sense. Really, I mean, he's the what we think is possibly the replacement for T Higgins anyway, and T Higgins was out, and I don't know. The bigger profile of Yoshivas was probably the, the logical play, but it just didn't work out, did it?
0: Yeah, I just think that Trenton Irwin is the one ready to play right now, knows the system, he's been there a while, and I think this is kind of a redshirt year for Yoshi Vass. I think Yoshi Vass will be a good pick-up for next year. I mean, a lot of people are going to have him on their taxes and they're going to have a a decision to make at the start of next year when their taxes expire and what they do with him. But where I can, I'd like to hold him, and I I think he might have some sort of value next year.
1: Yeah, I'm the same. I mean, Charlie Football Jones, um, is he still out in the IR? I think he's just not not done anything yet but similarly I think people will have a decision to make about him because he's on their taxi squad and most people will just drop him so there's potentially a good opportunity at the end of the season when people start you know refreshing their rosters you can pick up a couple of lads that might have a a role next year.
0: Yeah Yoshives and Charlie Football Jones I'd be interested in both of those um, long term because I think this is kind of a red shirt learning year and I think there's no place better to learn currently and I think They'll sort of come into their own next year. I think Higgins will go next year. I think Boyd is uh, up the year after, I believe. So Chase is the one they're going to pay. And then it's just getting some some help around him, isn't it?
1: Yeah, it really, really is. So, I mean, not much to really say in the tight end room other than Tanner Hudson just came out of nowhere. Just when you start to think that Irv Smith might be okay, suddenly Tanner Hudson gets seven targets and just kills the, the tight end room again, doesn't it?
0: He was kind of a, uh, a pre-season one that I liked, I think it was two or three years ago, because he was on the Buccaneers and he had a really good pre-season game. And he was sort of one I kept my eye on. I think I added him in a couple and he did nothing. And I just released him quietly a few weeks later. But yeah, he's got uh, seven targets here this week, hasn't he?
1: Yeah, I mean, there's lots of these tight end rooms where you just can't really trust anyone. It's weird, though, because I think generally the tight end, we, we think it's been a bit of a... A wasteland, really, but there's actually quite a bit of depth at the tight end position now. There's probably a good sort of, I don't know, 15 tight ends that you'd be fairly comfortable rostering, but the rest of it is just a disaster, isn't it?
0: Yeah, I mean, the uh, the three or four or five that come in this season and were instantly playable has massively helped the uh, tight end market, hasn't it?
1: Yeah, that's exactly it. Cause, I mean, you're talking three, four at least uh, rookie tight ends that are certainly more than startable at the moment, and it's just yeah a bit more depth really theres I don't know how many would there be 10, 12 that you're sort of fairly comfortable with
0: yeah I think so now I mean you've got the top guys in, in Kelsey Andrews, Kittle and Goddard and then um, who's behind those guys
1: I mean it's going to be Pitts people don't really like him but he's not killing you at the moment he's doing okay he's just not doing what you expected obviously then you've got Pat Fatmouth to come back Evan Engram Evan Engram you know, Sam Laporta, Luke Musgrave Michael Mayer, I think, in Dynasty, I still like. He wants to get a proper quarterback there. And suddenly you're talking 10, 11, 12 decent tight ends. Kincaid as well. Yeah, didn't even think of Kincaid. And, you know, people like Darren Waller, we've completely just dropped out of the top 10 there without even thinking. But if he's healthy, I know it's a massive if. He's obviously up there. And Jake Ferguson at the Cowboys is doing very, very well. I never want to trust the Cowboys, though, because they'll just use someone else next year. It'll be Shoemaker, but... Yeah, it's uh, it's a weird position tight end because there is a bit of depth now, but there's loads of rooms like this where it's just pointless.
0: Yeah, I mean um, you're right with Jake Ferguson. He's been the, the play this year for the Cowboys, hasn't he? I mean, even Dalton Schultz on the uh, the Texans has a nice rapport with Stroud, doesn't he?
1: Yeah, they really, really do. So, um, I mean, you know home league redraft, the ACL league, which uh, you know <laughs> we're quite fond of, fourteen team league, I'm sort of streaming Kincaid and Jake Ferguson, and it's going quite well, to be honest.
0: Yeah, it's not too bad one still. I mean, you could probably play both of those some weeks, to be fair.
1: I've had to. In a pinch, I've been flexing one of them and, you know, it's been quite decent. So, uh, yeah, I started off 0-2 in that league. I've caught it back though, mate. I'm 6-4 and four now, so 14 team. It's a tough old league, that one, isn't it?
0: Yeah, I'm having a nightmare in there at the minute, but I'm hoping that my uh, schedule and my team pick up for the next three to four weeks so I can sneak in the playoffs. I mean, you and I are two of the only guys that have won it, so um, we've got our little star.
1: Yeah, I mean, I won it about five years ago. You were about four, but um, we still keep the star going, don't we?
0: (laughs) Mine was three, I think. But um, yeah, I think yours was about seven, eight, nine years ago, I think.
1: Yeah, well, I'll take it. I'll take (laughs) it. Take us to Jacksonville because, yeah, I mean, this could be a very short conversation about the Jaguars.
0: Do you know what? I think that you need to take this one because I think you've got a lot of rage inside you. So let's start off with the Jaguars. Talk to me.
1: We'll start off with the Jaguars, and I'll talk about it again later. I mean, I am fuming. So the 49ers, 34, Jaguars, 3. I mean, this is borderline impossible from Trevor Lawrence. I mean, he completes 17 of 29, 185 yards. He throws two interceptions, and he was just crap, like properly crap. He killed me in about five leagues. Is he actually good? Has anyone actually checked? Is Trevor Lawrence actually good at football? Because... I'm convinced if he had short hair, nobody would give a shit about him. Because he's got long, wavy hair and he looks pretty and stuff. People, like, elevate him a lot better than he is. I mean, am I talking shit here?
0: This was the week that you finally lost it with Big Trev, wasn't it?
1: Oh, mate. It's because I've got him in about seven or eight leagues. And sort of if you've got Trevor Lawrence, you are start him every week, aren't you, really? Unless you're very, very deep. And he's just been – he's killed, killed you in loads of leagues. I mean, he's the quarterback 19. And you probably drafted him as the quarterback five really around that sort of range and that's where you lose leagues and at the moment he is costing me i mean he put up 1.1 points this week
0: do you know his his top score on the season do you want me to tell you
1: do you want to
0: 20.74 that's his best score this year
1: so i mean trevor lawrence's ceiling is pretty much cj stroud's floor at the moment yeah i mean that's killing you and it's just, I can't even remember the stats, I won't repeat it, but it was something like C.J. Stroud has had more QB1 games this season than Trevor Lawrence has, has had in his career, or something silly anyway. But in short, Stroud is just outperforming him every conceivable metric. And I don't know, what are we going to do? In, in his first year, you sort of wrote it off as an Urban Meyer, being a bit of a knob. Second year, we're going, oh, he's still a rookie. It's his rookie year, really. What's his excuse now? Got a decent line, decent defence, excellent running back room.
0: Decent weapons as well.
1: Yeah, very good weapons, really good tight end. I mean, for all Calvin Ridley and the discourse that we have about him, he's, he's, a, he's put up 1,000 yards before with a 38-year-old Matt Ryan. You know, he's got very good weapons and he's putting up one point.
0: So That's if I had crazy. to ask you how many uh, how many games that he's gone over 300 yards in this year, how many, how many do you think?
1: I've not even looked. Zero. One pathetic who is it against Uh, the
0: the Buffalo Bills one game
1: I mean yeah but that says quite a lot doesn't it I just don't know if he's ever going to be what we projected him to be I mean that's I'm very burnt by this obviously but I don't know I'm looking to move off it's not the week to do it because no one cares about a one point week but if I can move away from him I'm seriously considering it because I just don't know how does it get better I mean what does he need
0: Yeah, it is disappointing, and he's not been great this year. I think he's only got 10 touchdowns as well. He's got four interceptions. The the numbers have been bad. He's been bad. He's looked bad. The Jaguars are actually a decent side. I don't know what's going on there, to be honest. I mean, Ridley's not getting the use that he should be getting. The only guys there that are trusted in the passing game, it seems to be Kirk and Engram. I don't know, man. I I mean, if he doesn't play well this week against one of the best teams to pass against, then... I don't know where you go from there because he's got the Titans this week and they are literally a pass funnel. You can throw on them all day long. But, um, yeah, I mean, if you don't play with this week, then um, there's there's serious issues, isn't there?
1: Yeah, I mean, that's it. I mean, the Titans, very good run defence, so he should be airing it out. And there's just no excuses, is there? So, I don't know. I'm I'm obviously very hurt because I think I genuinely have him in seven or eight leagues and it's just very frustrating. I mean, do you think there's anything to that hair thing? I'm talking nonsense, but... I'm convinced if he had a short back and sides, he's gone to like a little Teddy Rockspin haircut. <laughs> There's no way he's rated as he is, surely. It's the long flowing locks and the little hairband. I
0: think it was the whole um, best prospect since Andrew Larkin, generational prospect. And I think all of that hype has stuck with him, even through some terrible performances. And that's kind of still sticking with him. There's a little bit probably in the hair because he's... He looks the way he does, and he, he's a he's an all-American guy, isn't he, you know, when you look at him. But, um, yeah, maybe a little bit in that, but he's got some way to go now, hasn't he?
1: Yeah, I mean, if you had to cast an American football film, some high school team or whatever, it would look like Trevor Lawrence, wouldn't it? Yeah, six 100%. foot 6 really fit, long arms, long legs, long hair, probably gets all the girls, little varsity jacket. His name's Trevor. I think people forget this.
0: Yeah, I think the name probably uh, downgrades him a fair bit to us, doesn't it?
1: Yeah, but I mean, is there any point in analysing the rest of the Jaguars? So there's not much, really, apart from you can get your running shoes on if you fancy. Yeah, I mean, Christian
0: Kirk was, um, I think, before the season even started, I said that he's going to be the wide receiver one on the Jaguars. I think it's on our podcast that I said it, and I think um, we've had it down on paper, but I think that's, that's shown out this year, really, hasn't it? He's been the uh, the clear wide receiver one on the Jaguars, and... He's been a really good player in fantasy football, hasn't he? If you've got Christian Kirk, you've been happy this year, haven't you?
1: Yeah, he's always just a decent value, and I think he still is, though, isn't he? What would you have to pay for him, a late first? I don't think his price is is mad, really, is it?
0: Probably not, because he just doesn't seem to be rated, does he? I mean, people probably still pay more for Ridley at the moment, and um, that's madness to me, considering that Kirk's younger as well.
1: Yeah, I agree. So that was a nice call by you, and yeah, he's, he's the only one you can really trust. And down game for ETN, but... He's fine. I mean, probably not next week with uh, playing the Titans, but otherwise, he's he's going to be absolutely fine.
0: He's a uh, number three running back on the season, Travis Etienne, and I think he's he's been excellent this year. I've got him in quite a few leagues because I was in on him this year, and I, he's been really good, hasn't he?
1: Yeah, he's just so consistent with the touchdowns. He had that three-week spell where he's just putting up two touchdowns every week, and yeah, he's he's going to be excellent. I don't know about this week, as I said, against the Titans is a tough run defense, but. Otherwise, you can trust him. So it's pretty much Etienne and Kirk, and Engram's okay at times, isn't he? And I don't know, but it's just Trevor Lawrence. I mean, I'm benching him everywhere, and I'm sick of him.
0: <laughs> yeah, I'm uh, I'm actually going back to the world this week on Lawrence, and I'm playing him against the Titans and that that pass-funnel defense. So, uh, yeah, if he burns me this week, then he, he really is well and truly dead to me.
1: Yeah, we'll see. Well, I mean, San Francisco... Um, I mean, Brock Purdy's box score looks really decent. He throws for three touchdowns, but he made some errors here. And actually, Kyle Shanahan had a bit of a pop at him this week. Did you see that? Yeah, he said
0: that first touchdown throw was one of the worst decisions he's ever made, didn't he?
1: Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Is this just Kyle Shanahan being a bit of a knob? I don't know. But um, yeah, very, very weird thing to say. It, after was, a, a, it was a terrible throw,
0: though, wasn't it? Into like triple coverage. It was a bad throw. He's just, he's just lucky that I got them long arms up there and made the play.
1: Yeah, who is it in our group? Was it Sav or was it Andy? Said, uh, you know, better to be lucky than good." I don't, I don't agree. I, I'd rather be elite.
0: <laughs> yeah, I'd rather be, uh, I'd rather be good than lucky. But I'll get, I'll get what they mean from the quarterback perspective.
1: Yeah, you need a bit of luck, I suppose. I mean, my, our view hasn't really changed on Purdy, has it? He's going to be fine this year. I still don't really like him and. Yeah, it wouldn't surprise me if they do something there. I don't know if there's an opportunity to get cousins, if he's healthy. That that could be a thing as well. So
0: Or they uh they may finally get that number three pick that they possibly wanted from the first from the first get-go of it, getting it.
1: Mac Jones. <laughs> yeah. And do you know what? He'd probably be fine. He'd probably be really good. I don't think he's any worse than Purdy.
0: Yeah, I mean they were saying on the podcast today that he he tried out Lance at number three and now he might actually get the guy that uh, they were they were actually going to take at number three instead.
1: I mean that would be impressive, but um, I mean the big man Christian McCaffrey didn't score a touchdown this week. I mean his floor game he's still got twenty points, but I think it's the first game he's not scored a touchdown in about three years or something silly, isn't it? Yeah,
0: that's a load of rubbish, isn't it? I will be dropping him now. But we got our uh, we got our first Kyle uh touchdown this year. We normally get every a couple, year. don't we?
1: Yeah, like clockwork every year. He's uh, he's probably the best at what he does, isn't he? And, You know, if you're really in a pinch, you could pick him up and and start him. If you really had to, couldn't you? But uh, yeah, he always gets his one.
0: Yeah, he he normally gets a couple during the year. I mean, there was a year when they were out of running backs and he he was their running back for a little while, wasn't he?
1: He was. So, yeah, I mean, Elijah Mitchell got a bit of work. Now he's been frustrating, Elijah Mitchell. He's not been the healthiest guy, but he's always worth rostering just in case, isn't he? Because if McCaffrey you know, get spelled. And I think if McCaffrey had scored earlier in the game, he wouldn't be out there at the end. They basically admitted that they were letting him play despite the score being silly just because they wanted to give him a touchdown.
0: Yeah, I mean, how bad was that for the Jaguars that they're just rolling McCaffrey out to try and get a record against you?
1: Do you know what? I don't know if I agree with it though, because, I mean, they've got aspirations of winning the Super Bowl and you're trotting out your star player just to punch one in for a record. What if he does does his knee or something? I don't know. I find that a bit silly, but, you know, these teams are a bit different.
0: What did you make of the uh, wide receiver room this week?
1: No, I actually started Debo Samuel uh, in a league. I was in a bit of a pinch. Again, bye weeks and injuries killed me. And I just fancied the matchup. And obviously, Debo missed, I think, was it last week? And um, I don't know, I just fancied him. So, yeah, for me, I was quite pleased that he got the touchdown. Um, Obviously, got a load of carries as well, which uh, he always seems to. But down week for Ayuk, but the touchdown bows him out, doesn't it?
0: Yeah, he got a late one called back as well, didn't he? He would have had um, two touchdowns, I think, but he got called back for offensive pass interference. But yeah, I like Ayuk there and um, I think he's the number one option that I'd like on that that passing offence for me.
1: Yeah, I mean, Ayuk, I think, similar to Christian Kirk, he's just one of the most underrated players, not just in the league, but in Dynasty. People just don't value him as they should and... Yeah, I mean, he's—I don't know if he's quite sort of top ten, but he's—he's uh, he's certainly up there in the list for me. He's in that sort of range with probably Devonta Smith and a couple of other lads. He'd be ahead of T Higgins for me, just is much more reliable.
0: No, he's not ahead of T Higgins for me, but I do—I do like Ayuk, and I think he's one of those in that in that tier, like you said, with Devonta Smith and people like that.
1: So you'd have Higgins over Ayuk. I would. Yep. I don't know. For me, it's close, man. I, I think I'm just fed up with T Higgins. <laughs> he's a bit soft and not being available question marks over where he is next season I don't know um, I get it though I get it I think in terms of ability Higgins is probably there but I've just, I just got a thing for Ayuk I love him
0: I think that you and Big Andy Soule have had enough of Higgins haven't you
1: yeah I've got him in a few and yeah he's just he's very frustrating he sort of should be better than he is and he's nothing more than a mid-wide receiver too really and I just don't know if that's uh, the ceiling's not quite high enough uh,
0: you know, the um, the amount that we um, actually have a go at Brock Purdy and, and, and how much we don't rate him, the throw for George Kittle's touchdown was beautiful. I mean, he was going to get smashed and he was throwing off of his back foot as well. So he showed quite a bit of arm strength to catch uh, George Kittle on that wheel route. But the uh, the linebacker had no chance with Kittle there, did they?
1: Oh, mate, Kittle, it was the most arrogant walk-in touchdown <laughs> I've seen this season, I think. I loved it though, didn't you? Yeah, a little it bit was... of
0: Deion Sanders, wasn't it?
1: Yeah, he, he could see no one was there and he just starts walking in. I just love that. I mean, we've said it a few times with Kittle, he's so frustrating because he'll have a 20 point game like he did and then he'll have next week put up three points. But on pure ability, all round real football, not just fantasy, he, he's potentially the best, isn't he? As an all rounder.
0: Yeah, I mean, his blocking from tight end is amazing. He's a bit like Gronk in that his blocking is sensational and he, he's used a lot for that. But even in the past game, he's, he's exceptional. Gronk was exceptional as well, wasn't he? I don't think Kittle's got the blocking in him and Andrews is decent all round, but Kittle and, Kittle and Gronk are similar for me.
1: Yeah, great. Well, um, I think that's probably enough on that one. I've had a bit too much for a rant on the Jaguars, but yeah, we'll call it there for today. So let's move on uh, to uh, Saints and Vikings. The Saints come out 19, Vikings 27. Um, another Josh Dobbs week, wasn't it?
0: Yeah, I mean he was sensational, wasn't he? If you've picked him up for a third or a fourth and you're contending, you're laughing, aren't you? I mean, I sold him to uh to Luca in the multiflex league, where I'm I'm not going anywhere, I'm kinda of just picking up picks and I don't need because i 'cause I'm I'm not contending. I'm I'm sort of playing for next year, but I mean he's picked him up for a third off of me and some people are slagging the deal off and he's he's got a really good quarterback for the rest of the way to try and contend. Do
1: you know what? I sold Dobbs really early in the league for a fourth and I thought I'd done well. So I just thought. I think it was like week four, and Kyler Murray was talking about maybe coming back. And I thought, once Murray's back, Dobbs is worth zero. Um, I tell you what, he's potentially worth a second now. If you are competing, I mean, he's second in rushing quarterback yards behind Lamar Jackson in the league. He's got really good legs. He's accurate. He's intelligent. He's got some decent weapons, and he's got the big man to come back. JJ,
0: yeah, I think the rest of the way he's looking like a like an RB one. Uh, sorry, a QB one, isn't he?
1: He really is. I mean, I've still got him in a couple, I've had a couple of leagues where injuries have killed me. And I think I want a second to move off him. And I think if you're competing and you've lost to Sean Watson, you can pick up Josh Dobbs for a late second. He could, I mean, we say it a lot, he could really win the league though, couldn't he? It just, just
0: highlights the madness of fantasy football, though, doesn't it? Because the start of the year, if I'm telling you that by week 12, you're trading a second for Joshua Dobbs and he could be a quarterback one, you know, you're laughing in my face, aren't you?
1: Yeah, of course. I'll tell you who's not laughing, the Browns, because he was on their roster at the start of the season.
0: Yeah, I mean, they could do with him right now, couldn't they?
1: Yeah, binned him off to Arizona. Arizona binned him straight off to Minnesota. And Did you watch the interview with Josh Dobbs the other day about how that all went down from uh, Arizona? Didn't they
0: say that he's not starting the game, but they're not trading him, and then they traded him?
1: Yeah, they basically said, we're going to you know, try out Clayton Tune, and we're going to see how it's up. but you're not going anywhere. You're part of the plans. Yeah. And- <laughs> The next morning, he gets a call from his agent saying, you're off. You're going to Minnesota. So, I mean, it's the business. is how it works. It's a bit poor, though, isn't it? I mean, these lads have got houses and families and I don't know. It's, um, it's hard not to root for Josh Dobbs. That was a bit poor, I thought. But I'm sure he's having the last laugh now. Do
0: you know what? This, this current stint that he's having probably secures him as an as a option or a, a backup quarterback in the league for the next 10 years.
1: Yeah, definitely. I mean, it's not impossible that he could get a starting gig for a year. I don't think he should, but we've seen it before, haven't we? I mean, Nick Foles obviously won the Super Bowl for the Eagles, he suddenly gets a starting job. Gino. Yeah, Gino. I mean, it can happen, I suppose it depends you know, any injuries in preseason and that sort of stuff. But yeah, his career's set for life now and when he retires he can go and do his rocket surgery nudge. <laughs>
0: I mean you're fine if he's your bridge quarterback, isn't he? If you if you if you're a team that's sort of traded or drafted a, a rookie quarterback and you want a bridge there for the year, I mean he's perfect, isn't
1: he? He really is. I don't think anyone I don't think we appreciate how good he was really. He's been a bit of a joke figure and I dunno. He's he evades pressure really well, he manages to pocket well, he's got good speed, he's accurate, I just to know, it just seems like we're watching a different player.
0: I mean, he started out at the Steelers, and who would you rather have right now, Kenny Pickett or Joshua Dobbs?
1: Yeah, it's a bit sore. I like Kenny Pickett, but uh, it's Josh Dobbs. Who is the bum that was in front of Josh Dobbs? Mason Rudolph. Mason Rudolph, that's the one. It was uh, Big Ben, Mason Rudolph, then Josh Dobbs, wasn't it? I think so. I, mean, I, I, think, they took,
0: um, I think they took Rudolph and Dobbs in, in the same draft class, and it was kind of the battle to be the backup to big Ben and kind of Mason Rudolph won out, didn't he? Which was weird.
1: Yeah, very weird. I mean, I can't imagine that, um, f- for no obvious reasons, I can't imagine Ben Roethlisberger was, uh, very nice to Josh Dobbs to be fair.
0: Yeah. I mean, big Ben wasn't nice to anyone unless you're a lady in the toilets.
1: Yeah, exactly. So, uh, yeah. Anyway, let's move on. Um, Josh Dobbs, great lad running back room. I mean, obviously Cam Akers is, uh, I saw that you cut him today after telling me you wouldn't last week. I don't know if I trust you anymore because he's um, <laughs> just betraying me every week, but I get it. Again, it's a 10-team league. You cut Cam Akers. He's done both Achilles in the space of two years, and, and in fairness, he's never really shown loads. He's, he's, a lot of it's been projection, and yeah, I, I get it, but um, our boy Ty Chandler led uh, led the team in carries. 15 carries, got, got the touchdown, and <clears throat> I don't know he's got a very interesting role for the rest of the season because Mattison is just a guy, isn't he?
0: He's just got so much burst and and so much explosion, Chandler. I, I think he re- he really could take the role over in the next couple of weeks. I mean, they're on by week thirteen. I think Mattison probably misses this week, so he's got possibly two weeks to show that he can be the uh, the lead guy there. And hopefully, he takes that chance because he's someone we touted a couple of weeks ago as a pickup. We've always kind of liked him. We always suggested kind of him and. Jerome Ford as guys to pick up because of you know their their measurables and their burst and their all round skill set and it's been nice to sort of see him do that. I mean, did you see the touchdown? It was it was a wildcat as well.
1: Yeah, I did. Yeah, it was excellent. And um, I wasn't expecting Ty Challenger to be in the wildcat formation, to be fair. Um, but it was nice. And uh, yeah, he's a guy that we liked in the off season. I ended up cutting him on a few just because once you start looking at your taxi squad, you have to move some lads. But um, yeah, quite pleased at how it's worked out. I've got Matson on a few. He's frustrating because he's okay, but if he doesn't get the volume, he's doing absolutely nothing,
0: is he? Yeah, now his head's falling off, hasn't it?
1: Exactly. I mean, certainly for this week, Chandler's a smash start for me. If you've got him, I'd be starting him, unless you've got three or four elite running backs. He's a he's a plug-and-play lad this week because he can break off those big runs and get a touchdown. So, yeah, that's um, a good shout by you a couple of weeks ago Was your stash, wasn't it? Yeah,
0: I think I'm starting Charlie in Essex and in the Be Well League. So um, I paid $60 in the Be Well League as well, and I think I'm going to start him straight away.
1: Yeah, nice. And uh, just so the listeners know, I mean, it's not real cash, this, is it? You're not paid 60 quid in your <laughs> yeah. own actual money. Yeah, fab, um, but, uh,
0: fab um, budget.
1: Yeah, I was going to say, paying 60 quid for... Uh, to start Ty and and a little pretend league. I mean, where would I, even,
0: where would I even send that money?
1: Yeah, scandalous. <laughs> Timo, <team-o>, I think. <laughs> um, but, I, I mean, wide receiver, um, Jordan Addison was fine. He goes for 69 yards. He's, he's been quietly really good this season, Addison. And I think we always thought he'd be the, the volume player as a rookie wide receiver. But, I mean, he's the wide receiver 13 overall. And people aren't really talking much about him and... A lot of that is obviously without Justin Jefferson, but his targets haven't changed that much, to be honest with you.
0: No, I didn't. I didn't expect him. I, I always expected Puka Nakua to be the uh, the rookie wide receiver one.
1: We did say that, didn't we? To be fair, <laughs> nobody <laughs>
0: in the world said it.
1: No, exactly. <laughs> but I mean, Addison, I think he's been really good, and and I don't think. I mean, what do you reckon for JJ coming back? Justin Jefferson does it. Does it hurt Addison, or do you think it helps him?
0: No, I think it's fine. I think that Addison's shown he can be useful while JJ's there. JJ might take a little while to get back up to, you know, his usual standards, and I just think it's really positive for the Vikings going forward. I think they've won five in a row, haven't they? And they're flying at the moment. Joshua Dobbs is flying, you know. JJ's on his way back, and let's talk about the main man in the receiving room as well.
1: Powell. Brandon Powell, the twenty eight-year-old Powell.
0: No, no, no. I'm talking about the tight end.
1: I was gonna say I was a bit confused <laughs> there. I thought, have you been stashing Brandon Powell everywhere? <laughs> um yeah, there's not much else to talk about in the wide receiver. but Jesus Hawkinson, I mean fifteen targets, again, eleven receptions, hundred and thirty four yards and a touchdown. And it's not just this, it's his all round plays, and it the aggression and the way he evades pressure. And when he scored that touchdown, all I could think about was he and Noah Fant were comparable coming out. Yeah. And look out. Look how different their careers have been.
0: Yeah, they both come out of Iowa the same class, didn't they, I think. And um, Hawkinson went, obviously, I think it was eight, wasn't it? I mean, Fant went in the teens, I think, wasn't it, the same same year?
1: Yeah, definitely was. And, you know, Hawkinson did go slightly earlier and, and Fant went a few picks later. But they're both very high first-round picks, weren't they? And I mean, I'm sitting here now and borderline going to cut Fant. I'm just holding him out of stubbornness. But you look at Hawkinson and a lot of people are on Sam Laporte. There's an argument that Hawkinson is the tight end one. In dynasty i can understand an argument for it i don't think i'd put him there but i can get it
0: he's only 26 years old hockinson so it's his fourth year in the league and tight ends seem to you know get better from year three onwards don't they
1: yeah and he's being paid i mean the only question mark i suppose is the quarterback and but he, he's doing it with josh dobbs and you know, look at the last two weeks he's got 27 targets the last two weeks
0: i mean i've got Hockenson in a couple of uh couple of tight end premium leagues and um, last weekend he put up uh, let me just check my scores last weekend he put up 39.15 points for me
1: ridiculous (laughs) ridiculous I mean I'm not saying I would put him tight end one but could you do you think I mean you're a massive fan of him where would you have him in your rankings
0: I think there's a definite argument for him to be right up there I mean if you're talking about dynasty tight ends I think I think he might be ahead of Laporta right now um, I don't know, is he ahead of Andrews? I don't know. I think Andrews, Hawkinson, you've got to have Kelsey there, but he's getting on a bit. I think he's Hawkinson's definitely top three, isn't he?
1: Yeah, I think he is. And, and if I could tear away from Andrews to Hawkinson, I, I probably would. I probably want a little tickle though, because I think Andrews is, is above him, just because we've seen it for a longer period of time. Yeah. But I'd happily tear down. If I can get Hawkinson and something, I'd probably do that and just get the the age. I mean, what is he, 26? As you said, I probably would be happy tearing down there. But he's up there for me. Um, Very, very good. And I don't know, some of that work will go to JJ when he comes back. But even so, he's getting eight, nine, ten targets at tight end. That's very, very good. He's
0: always been that intermediate option, though, hasn't he? And that work over the middle of the park and... He's banged up at the moment as well, and to be, to be putting up those numbers like when he's kind of banged up and he's got damaged rib cartilage, and every time he comes off the field he looks absolutely terrible, but just shows how, uh, how tough he is, doesn't it?
1: Yeah, I mean, it was a game-time decision, and you sort of have to start him if you've got him, but to go from a game-time decision to putting up 134 yards and a touchdown and getting targeted 15 times, I mean jesus i mean i don't know what his ribs are made of but good luck to him
0: what <laughs> would we'll tip it over the edge for you with Hawkinson if you've got a
1: haircut that that's exactly it. i don't like these things you look at his picture and he just looks an absolute state to be fair so yeah if he gets a nice little trim um I don't know i'm coating everyone's hair off mine's dreadful but yeah if Hawkinson got a little trim maybe a, you know colored it or something i'd be interested so uh yeah for me not quite tight end one, probably around the tight end two, tight end three range.
0: He's definitely played drums for a band in college though, hasn't he?
1: hundred percent. He's got an Iron Maiden t-shirt and it's disgusting.
0: <laughs> Let's move on to the yeah, the Saints quarterbacks because our boy got a run out, didn't he?
1: He did and he? he was classic Jameis <laughs> though, weren't he? Because two touchdowns, two interceptions, about a 50% completion <laughs> ratio He's just good fun, though, isn't he,
0: Jameis? Yeah, I mean, the touchdown, the first one to um, A.T. Perry was a ridiculous throw, because A.T. Perry's the other side of the field, deep in the back side of the, the other side of the field. And no way you should be throwing it over there, and he's just loves it up. Perry's gone up and got it, and you're like, this is finished, Jameis.
1: Yeah, uh, I, I think a lot of it is. He's probably sitting there, and he, he just likes football, and he gets there, and it's like when you you haven't played soccer for a while and you get on there and you, you start having little pot shots and trying to play through balls and they don't always come off, but you fancy it, don't you?
0: He's just got a ridiculous arm and he, he he likes to try it, doesn't he?
1: Yeah, and I've got I'd rather that though than deal with boring Derek Carr. It's not going to work out, and obviously it didn't work for them this week. But I'd much rather have a ceiling than a than a floor.
0: Yeah, hundred. I mean. Derek Carr, 13 from 18, 110 yards, no touchdowns. Jameis Winston, 13 from 25, 122 yards, two touchdowns. I mean, you've got those interceptions on there, which you're always going to get with Jameis. But, you know, he's airing it out to the, to the players. And Alave only really come alive once Jameis got in there.
1: He did. He did. I mean, Alave, he's not had the best season <laughs> based on where he's been drafted and the way people rank him. But... He's quietly been all right the last couple of weeks, isn't he? He's getting loads of targets. I mean, he's had nine, eight, nine, fifteen, ten targets, and two touchdowns in a row the last two weeks. He's uh, trending in the right direction.
0: Yeah, that's only going up as well because uh, Mickey T is out for uh, a few weeks apparently with a with a bad knee injury.
1: Well, he was also arrested like the day before the game, wasn't he? I don't know if he battered someone or allegedly, just for any police listening. But I don't know. Was there any other news about that? Because he seemed to be picked up by the the cops and. Uh, nothing else said.
0: No, no more news really come out about it. I just imagine that the cops battered his legs and uh, that's, that's that's the cause of the knee injury.
1: Yeah, I mean, Mickey Thomas, I mean got to pull one out for him. He's completely done. I mean, I managed to move him for a second in two leagues at the start of the season, just fluked out a second for him, but he's just cuttable for me. I just, it's been probably the quickest fall off I've ever seen. I posted it in the group and you look at his first few years in the league, he's finished as the wide receiver seven, five, six, and 1. Since then, 93, 920, obviously didn't play, hundred and seventeenth, and he's 47 at the moment. I've never seen such a fall off, gone from the wide receiver 1 to nothing.
0: I mean, he kind of spent two years out of a foot injury, which kind of made you wonder what was going on, didn't it?
1: Yeah, and he was actually all right this season. He was sort of usable in the flex and stuff. He wasn't killing you, was he? But I don't know. I'm completely out on him now. And Arrow's up for Chris Alave, and it's probably probably the right time, isn't it?
0: Yeah, I think so. I think Alave will uh, will be the um, the wide receiver one there. But At Perry, what did you uh, what did you make of the catch for the touchdown? I mean, he was a guy that I was kind of fairly high on and through the rookie process, just because he was one of the bigger guys. He's got good measurables. I mean, at Wake Forest, there was concern sometimes over um, off-field staff and his hands, but he made that decent play for the touchdown, didn't he?
1: He did, and you know, we both liked A.T. Perry, and I liked my boy Bryce Ford Wheaton because he was um, West Virginia, but we liked it because they're both big physical alpha profiles, and definitely showed that in the touchdown, didn't he? And I, I like this sort of trajectory because actually, Lavey's not an alpha, really, is he? He's a, he's a target hog and. You wouldn't class him as a traditional X receiver, but Perry could be that.
0: Yeah, a lot of those is kind of like a technician, like Cup, isn't
1: he? Yeah, exactly that. And you potentially got Perry as the outside X receiver, and Shahid as the field stretcher. That's not a bad little sort of balance of wide receivers. They're not going to shoot the lights out, but I'd much rather have Jameis throwing in the rock than uh, Derek Carr.
0: So I've kind of um, I've put in our NFL group a few times about asked about how people feel about Rashid Shahid, and part of that is because I can't fully make my mind up on him. I do really like him, but then I don't know if he's sustainable.
1: Is he just like a KJ Osborne in that he's fine, but I don't think he's ever going to have much value, but he's going to have start of all weeks and he's probably all right. I think if you've got him on your roster, you're probably quite pleased, but I just don't know. I don't know if you can get a second for him and you're not letting him go for a third, are you? So I think he's just a lad that you can just enjoy and roster. He's probably going to be a wide receiver three, that's fine, isn't it?
0: I don't know. If, uh, he's better than KJ Osborne for me. I don't know if... I think he's got some mobility and I think he could be something else, but I don't know if they're ever going to use him in any other role than a, and in a field stretcher, whereas I think he's got it in him to be more than that. But it just... I don't know if that's ever going to come, is it, when you've got a larvae and possibly A.T. Perry there as well?
1: Possibly another as well. I mean, if if Thomas leaves in the off-season, they might add someone. So that's the only concern for me. I just don't see his role... Increasing from what it currently is, this might sort of be his ceiling. And I don't know if it is. It's fine, isn't it? He's going to be a usable guy, and that, that's not bad. I mean, he's twenty-five as well. He's not. not old, but he's not young. He was that's undrafted as well, wasn't
0: he? Wasn't he undrafted? And they don't seem to have um, sort of buying on these guys, do they?
1: That's the thing. He's undrafted. He's twenty-five in his second season. Possibly going to add more. I don't know. I like him. I've got him. I think on a couple of sides, but. I mean, what would you pay if you were picking up Shahid? Because I don't know if I'd want to pay a second, and that's probably what he costs.
0: Yeah, I'd only want to pay a third. The thing that sort of uh, encourages me on Rashid Shahid, though, his college was Weber State, So I'm hoping that he just studied barbecues.
1: It's exactly what I was just thinking so uh, yeah if that's the case it's a first all day long um, I I can't bring myself to talk about Taysom Hill and I don't care about any of this tight end room so should we just skip it yeah
0: let's head on down to uh, Pittsburgh which uh, a team I hate by the way so uh, take me to Pittsburgh
1: yeah well do you know what we have just conscious of time and actually I don't want to waste any time really on the Steelers because they are so boring and they're so rubbish but they're 6-3 and three and they're winning games they're being outpossessioned, outplayed in every single game they're in. They're being, you know, the opposition gets more yards. I just don't really understand what we're witnessing here, because they're crap. But they're six and three.
0: They've kind of got their run game going in the last couple of weeks, and it's since they've brought in Broderick Jones, who looks like an absolute beast, and they're kind of running behind him. That that looks a home run pick, by the way, on the offensive line. He's he looks immense. And they've kind of picked up the running game from there, and that's kind of all they've really had the last few weeks is uh, Warren and uh, Naji, but um, I'm going to have a little victory lap on Jalen Warren because he was one of my guys from about two years ago. So I saw him in pre-season. He looked really, really good, and Mike, Mike Tomlin loves him, and um, he looks really good, doesn't he, right now?
1: He really does, and you, know, you can victory lap on Warren, but I'm not going to victory lap Harris because he wasn't really one of my guys. But I thought Harris looked a lot better as well, and the split was pretty much even. You know, 15 to 16 carries and they both got four targets and both got a touchdown, both pretty much put up the same score. So I think the simple answer to these is that they're probably both startable, aren't they? And the difference being that you probably had to pay a first plus for Harris and you probably got Warren off waivers or or cheap in a startup, didn't you? Because he wasn't um, doing much a year or so ago.
0: Yeah, I I agree with you. I think they're both usable and I think they're going to sort of lean into this running game a little bit more as well, aren't they?
1: I think they're going to need to because Pickett is a guy that I liked but he's just not really getting it done is he and some of that might be Matt Canada and I I don't quite know but at the moment they're grinding out these wins and the way to do that is with the run game Roderick Jones I mean that's why I was in on Pickett to be fair I thought the line could be good and seems to be suiting this run game I mean the, the passing game not much to it was there and Deontay Johnson pulls in one and Pickett's got a few targets despite coating everyone off but nothing else happening. Yeah,
0: tight end room's fairly dead as well, but they get Fatmouth Mouth back this week, I think, as well, don't they?
1: They do, and I'm, we had a little chat in the group earlier, didn't we? I'm interested in Fatmouth, Mouth, just because they haven't got much else there, and the tight end room's been a bit of a mess, Connor Haywood and Darnell Washington. As we sort of expected, you know, we, we said that he could potentially be a huge weapon and a mismatch if they used him, but we were worried that they might just put him in line as a blocker, and they seem to just be doing that, don't they? So... It's potentially a role for uh, for Pat Fatmouth coming back.
0: Yeah, the only huge weapon on the uh, Steelers is definitely George Pickens.
1: <laughs> yeah, you're not wrong. <laughs> I mean, Alan Robinson um, started off all right this season, but I've got him in one team and I just can't bring myself to cut him. I've got him and Robert Woods and I just feel sorry for him.
0: Nate Tice was raving about Alan Robinson on the, uh, on the podcast that I listened to about his block. What, this week? Yeah, about his blocking.
1: Who gives a shit about blocking? This is Dynasty. I've got no interest in blocking. Yeah, I do. Love, um, I do
0: love being Nate Tice. He is a proper football nerd, and he loves the football aspect of it. And Alan Robinson was blocking, blocking his ass off. And yeah, he lo- he loves it. But um, it's not what we're gonna see for fantasy, is it?
1: No, definitely not. I mean, sometimes blocking's good because it gets you on the field. But that's more appropriate for rookies and. You know, I mean, Robinson's 30-31 and he's been using blocking schemes. I've got no interest at all, but <laughs> I'm sitting here saying that. I haven't cut him yet because I feel sorry for him. So he's the fool.
0: Maybe you uh, maybe you want a few more blocking wide receivers on your roster. Honestly,
1: he, do you know what? Do you know what he stinks of, Robinson, after this year? <laughs> yeah, I know
0: exactly what he stinks of.
1: <laughs> he stinks of the Ravens, don't he? <laughs> Divisional move. He stinks of a Raven. Aguilar out, Alan Robinson in, book it.
0: Yeah, it wouldn't surprise me. But uh, Jordan Love... Yeah. Uh, a better game from him I thought, I thought he played quite well, I know there's had two interceptions in there but I thought he played better this week.
1: He did, I mean his completion percentage isn't great is it, he's still not that efficient with the ball but he definitely played a lot better and I mean, he's a quarterback 13 this season, he's been fine, the frustrating thing with him, nobody likes him, I've got him in our rookie league, I'm very quarterback heavy in that league and I just can't move him for anything at all and I don't know if people are worried about him having the job next year, but I think hes they're going to keep stick by him, I think, aren't they, for, the, for another year.
0: I think he definitely gets the job next year. I think they're going to give him two years. I think the Packers, are, like I said last week, are similar to the Steelers in that they kind of like to trust their guys and, and ride out the process. And I think, I think Love has earned a, another shot at it. I don't mind him. I don't think he's been poor. I think he's been fine. There's been rookie mistakes in there. But this is his first year starting, so I think they'll give him the... Uh, The second year, I mean, they've not got much other options, really, have they? They're not going to be drafting high, and I don't know about the free agent market. It's only
1: really Cousins, isn't it? Yeah, I think so. And, you know, I mean, who's the backup? Sean Clifford, isn't it? So, I mean, he's not really going to be a threat. So, I think he's got a bit of security he's going to get next season, and I think as long as he doesn't have a complete disaster down the stretch, they're going to stick with him. But I just don't understand for the life of me why Aaron Jones is still on this side. I mean, they're 3-6 and and not going to do anything in this division. I just sort of feel for Aaron Jones he deserves a little bit better I'd love to have seen him I don't know if he was at the Chiefs or somewhere just doing something
0: yeah he kind of seems a little bit wasted doesn't he on on this roster but he's been paid he's got his money don't feel too bad for him
1: yeah you're not wrong I mean AJ Dillon um, slightly better this week but still not very good at all I think Emmanuel Wilson's an interesting stash if you've got the room he's not the youngest he's a 24 year old rookie but AJ Dillon out of the building this year Um, could be that Emmanuel Wilson steps in as that bruising back, but they'll probably add some guys, won't they?
0: I've got Wilson in loads just because, similar to Jalen Warren, he had a really, really good pre-season and they really like him. And Who was the guy they drafted? They drafted another running back and they released him fairly quickly, another similar size profile to Wilson. They binned him off and Wilson was an undrafted free agent and they've sort of kept him on the roster. So I think they do really like him. I think he's one to to watch out for next year for sure.
1: Yeah, he's definitely got that profile. He's 5'11", 226 pounds. And yeah, the the box score is not going to tell you anything. But last week, he broke off a couple of big runs. And yeah, he's looking decent. And Dylan's just not a guy, is he? So yeah, I'm interested. I think I've got him in one or two. But he's probably still out there, I think. I mean, he's owned in 23% of Sleeper League. So he is potentially a stash as well. Yeah,
0: Dylan's just riding his time out before he heads to Tennessee, isn't
1: he? 100%. He (laughs) stinks of it. I mean, the wide receiver room, this room, we've said it a few times it's just hard to really tell other than Reid is uh, he's the man, I think, isn't he? Jaden Reed, and I didn't start him in our home league this week in the uh, the redraft ACL league. I didn't start him, but five receptions off five targets for 84 yards and a touchdown. He's the wide receiver one.
0: Yeah, I've been saying it for a couple of weeks now in our NFL group as well. He's, he's the one that I'd want in Green Bay. I think um, for his rookie season, I think he's slowly going to take over as the wide receiver one. Dubbs is fine. He gets decent volume, but I, I just don't think he's that reliable. I think Reed has got the skills. He's reliable. For me, he's going to be the wide receiver one there.
1: Yeah, I mean, Christian Watson, he gets seven targets. So he did lead the team in targets, but he's just not efficient. He brings in two of them. I just don't know, man. I, I just think I'd rather, the longer you play Dynasty, I'd much rather have a possession volume guy and just have that safe floor rather than a guy that's a bit boomer bust. And I think Watson's potentially that, isn't he?
0: Well, I think Wicks could be the uh, the possession guy on this team, three from four for 51 yards. I mean, he's playing himself into the rotation as well, isn't he, Don Tavian Wicks?
1: He is. I'll just chuck the uh, the Dunlops on and start lapping because um, he was my stash quite a few weeks ago. He's a guy that we liked in the the process. We looked at this room and thought somebody's got to rise up. And it looks like Don Tavian Wicks is the guy because he's a chain mover. Very reliable possession receiver. Goes for 51 yards and yeah, I like him. I like him quite a lot. I don't know if I'd be trading for him, but he's probably still out there, potentially available, Get him chucked into deals and stuff and yeah, he's looking good.
0: What about the uh, the tight end rim? Another solid week from uh, Musgrave. Not, not spectacular, but I think he's getting better week on week for me.
1: Yeah, he really is. He really, really is and he, he just looks like a big wide receiver the way he plays the game, the way he tracks the ball and yeah, definitely. Um, it's not quite having the rookie season that Laporte has had or that Kincaid's about to have, but doesn't bother me at all. He's grown with a young receiving core and inexperienced quarterback. I, I really, really like Musgrave. And yeah, if you're looking for a tight end for the future, he's the guy, isn't he?
0: Yeah, 100%. I think you could probably try and pick him up a little bit cheaper as well um, in, in leagues that are not so tight end premium. But um, yeah, definitely one you can try and uh, grab if you're rebuilding this year.
1: Yeah, 100%. But um, yeah, not much else going on with this side, so should we uh, move it along?
0: Yeah, so let's head down to Tampa. So this was the Tampa Bay Buccaneers 20, the Tennessee Titans 6. Pretty garbage, really, from the Titans. I mean, Levis, their O-line really, really stinks, and he's not getting a lot of protection, and um, he's thrown a pick this week. I mean, 19 from 39, 199 yards, no touchdowns. Um, I think their points were both kicks, I believe. So Yeah, not great from the Titans, but they're they're not getting anything from that O-line at all, are they?
1: They're not, and, you know, I was comparing Will Levis to bloody Justin Herbert last week, so egg on my face. But I think a lot of it's just on the line. There's just no protection. He's getting smashed about, isn't he? So, I don't know. I'm still interested in Levis. I think he's um, going to be the guy there, um, but it's just going to be a bit of a rough ride this season because he's not going to get, you know, four touchdowns to... To the big man every week is it
0: yeah another down week for uh, Henri as well 11 carries for 24 yards and a reception where he's lost four yards so three points on the week from Henri and um, I think that kind of just tells you the state of the O-line as well doesn't it
1: yeah I mean he's outproduced by Ty J Spears again and yeah the O-line just it's so weird seeing Henri just get stuffed at a line you've never really seen it have you
0: yeah I don't know if he's uh, you never like to write the uh, the big man off because he always comes back with something but I don't know if he's uh, heading for uh, lesser days now.
1: I mean, it's about time, in fairness. he's He's been getting 300-plus carries every season for the last about seven years. So, yeah, I think he's earned it, to be fair. But, yeah, the days are done. And, yeah, J Spears just continues to put up decent numbers. And, I don't know, I've had to start him in a couple just where I'm really stuck. But he's having a, an interesting season. He's definitely one to watch for next year.
0: Yeah, I started in one of my leagues when I had loads of people on by. And it's a league where I'm contending. And I was kind of like, oh, I've got to start spears this week where i'm holding him just for next year and he stuck up 10 points and yeah he was fine i won the week and thanks a lot ty j
1: yeah i think there's a couple of guys i mean ty j spears and and kendro miller are two fairly attainable lads that you can get chucked into deals and potentially looking at quite decent roles next year so yeah i like the pair of them
0: what about the uh the tight end room not really much going on there but um just quickly on the um the wide receivers levis is making kyle phillips usable isn't he
1: he is. And, uh, you know, we might talk about him a bit later, but he's always been a favourite of the pod, isn't he, Kyle Phillips? And, uh, yeah, we love him. First game last season, he comes out and gets nine targets in his NFL debut. And then he's pretty much been dead ever since. But suddenly he's just uh, out of the wilderness and he's getting loads of work.
0: Yeah, I mean, that's two weeks running. He's um, out-produced DeAndre Hopkins as well, isn't it?
1: Yeah, do you know what? I'm a sucker for a skinny little white slot guy.
0: <laughs> I, <look>, I <laughs> think that's where we'll play, isn't it?
1: Yeah, well, I'm not skinny anymore, but um, yeah, I'd uh, I'd love to think of myself as a little, uh, maybe a wide, wide, wide receiver in the slot. But uh, yeah, I mean, it's usable, and he's still out there. I mean, people are just sick of Carl Phillips waiting around. But um, yeah, I'm quite impressed with him. He's an old favourite, isn't he?
0: Yeah, definitely. I think he's. Uh, we could uh, chat a bit about him later on. But that back to that tight end room. Nothing again from a Conquer. I mean, he's kind of been ruined by the old the whole process at the Titans this year, hasn't he?
1: He is. I mean, he's still getting targets, though, which is quite encouraging. Six targets at tight end. He just doesn't look very polished, does he? That's my problem with the Conkoy. He just looks a bit awkward. He makes silly decisions, and I don't know. That's the sort of thing. If you don't master it, suddenly they'll bring someone in, and, and he's worth nothing. We've seen this in, in Dynasty before at tight end. Yeah,
0: he's a tight end that just needs a little bit of refinement, isn't
1: he? Yeah, absolutely. It's just whether they do it. I mean, he's not the biggest tight end either. He's 6'3", 238 pounds. He's more just relying on his athletic traits and, you know, almost a, a big wide receiver and, I don't know, he needs to click it together, really, because they'll just bring someone in if he can't do it.
0: Yeah, so what do you make of Baker Mayfield this week?
1: No, not just this week, he's, he's all right, isn't he? He's, uh, I don't know, he's, he's been usable, hasn't he? Yeah, I mean, he's a quarterback 16 and given that, I mean, in startups, he went very late, he was often the last quarterback drafted in startups as a starting quarterback and, You could probably have picked him up for a second, which is nothing for a starting quarterback. And he's been been really decent. He's not as good a runner as he thinks. We've said a few times he fancies himself as a runner and he just isn't. But he's been all right, isn't he?
0: Yeah, he definitely has. I mean, I've got him in one league and I've had to use him a couple of weeks due to injuries or bye weeks. And he was fine in those weeks. And I think he's been fairly usable this year on a whole, hasn't he?
1: He really has. And um, I mean, it was a bit of a down week for Godwin, but he still gets six targets and Mike Evans comes up with a very big touchdown, proper alpha shit. Did you see that one?
0: Yeah, he's um I was out on Evans a couple of years ago, and that was an error from me, I think, because he has been really good for the last few years, hasn't he?
1: Yeah, I'm the same. I sort of he got to sort of twenty seven, twenty-eight, and I thought, I don't know, he's got that profile, he's very physical. Could he drop off? But he's been sensational. I mean, just I'm scrolling through his scores now on sleeper over the last few years, and it's all green. I mean, he's just been arguably the most consistent player for 10 years yeah
0: I mean he, he puts up a thousand with with no bother doesn't he
1: he does every single year and and actually if you're competing and you're short on a wide receiver he's probably still not a bad little buy if you can pick him up because I don't think the price is that high I mean he goes for I don't know a second you might need to do a second and throw something in but if you're competing and you've lost a wide receiver I don't know I'd be happy to do that I think if that's going to push you over the top because he's just I wouldn't sound unstoppable but been up very very good numbers seems
0: sport. to have a rapport with Baker as well doesn't he
1: he does and I think do you know what Baker probably likes it he's got a massive weapon he can chuck it up to and he'll come down with it doesn't he so yeah hard not to have a rapport with uh, with Mike Evans but talk to me about Rashad White because I know that you're not a big fan of him and it was all on volume but he's getting the volume he's getting the touchdowns he's getting receiving work and he's putting up silly numbers really
0: yeah, I mean, he's had 20 carries for 51 yards, which, which, as usual for him, isn't very efficient. But then he's getting two from three receptions for 47 yards and a touchdown. So he's, he's a massive volume play. And he, he's, he's run, I think it was a screen, wasn't it, that he scored on? It was, it, it was yeah, yeah. But, um, yeah, it's not efficient, but you can't argue with that volume, can you?
1: You can't. I mean, he's the running back eight overall, and you probably picked him up, you know, not late on, but he wasn't going early. I don't know. In startups, he's probably going seventh, eighth round. Maybe he's costing you maybe a second in the off season, and he's putting up RB eight numbers. I mean, that's very, very good return on what you've had to pay. And if you've got a zero RB side with Rashad White, you're probably very, very happy with it.
0: Yeah, I think. Um, yeah, as you say, if you've if you've got like a zero running back build, and you've got Rashad White, then you're laughing, aren't you?
1: Yeah, you really are. I mean, I picked him up last week in a deal, and you know it was bundled into a package, but. It's just a league where I needed some running back help. And I've got him and Alexander Madison, which um, you know, obviously that's probably not worked out. But very happy to get Rashard White, And I think he's got a role next season, you know, because they do like him there. And if he's putting up these sorts of numbers, there's no reason to go out and replace him. Sean Tucker doesn't have a heart, so I don't think he's a threat. He'll get someone else, I'm sure. But I think he starts next year as the, the starting running back one there. And that's got good value.
0: Where did they draft him? Was it a second or a third round?
1: I think it was third round but I may be wrong but I don't think it was second I'm fairly sure it was third round.
0: Yeah, so they're going to have a bit of um they're going to have a bit of sort of um like stick with him a little while aren't they especially with a third round capital.
1: Yeah, I mean this is his second season as well so he's got a bit of time left so Yeah, I mean I know he's not your biggest fan and he's getting by on volume he's not that efficient but you know if you get getting the volume and get in the receiving work and the touchdowns and there's no competition maybe it's uh, still worth the investment because I still don't think the price is that high. I don't think people like him.
0: Yeah, I think it's just the efficiency and and he's not got much explosion or burst, he? but yeah, as you say, he's doing really well with what he's getting and he's sticking up points and there's there's tons of volume, isn't there? Nobody else is being used. So yeah, I mean, volume is king in fantasy. We know that, don't we?
1: We do and uh, I mean, just looking at the tight end room very quickly, k on disappointing this week. He's had loads of targets the last few weeks, and I actually had to start him just because of buys and injuries and stuff like that. And a bit of a letdown this week, but I, I still like him. I think he's, you know, he's been fairly consistent with his targets this season. Yeah, he, he's a, still a buy for me.
0: Yeah, I think he's going to be fine long-term. It was just they didn't really need him this week, and they killed him with the running game and Evans as well, didn't they? So, yeah, he wasn't really needed this week.
1: Yeah, Absolutely. Let's have a look at this uh, Cardinals-Falcons game because, uh, you know, one exciting team potentially and one team that drives everyone nuts.
0: Yeah, the return of King Kyler, wasn't it? So, um, talk me through it.
1: I mean, King Kyler, we had a little chat in the in the leagues, didn't we, and asking if people are starting him. I think you said you were going to and I wasn't but I basically was chasing it in a few leagues. The projections weren't looking good and I had Kyler stacked with Marquise Brown in two leagues and I thought, let me just chase the ceiling here just in case he hits and I wouldn't quite say he was immediately back to his old self, but he looked fine, didn't he? Showed his legs straight away, he looks healthy, he's lusting it about. and It was at least fun to watch, and he picks up the second win of the season for the Cardinals in a 25-23 win. I thought he was he was very good, and suddenly the price has probably changed in dynasty already.
0: Yeah, I think he hit 21 miles per hour on one of those scrambles, and yeah, the knee looked fine, didn't it?
1: It really did. Interesting, they shoved Clayton Tune in for the quarterback sneaks, didn't they? They're not going to start smashing about their franchise quarterback, so... Yeah, I don't think we care about that, do we? I mean, what
0: do you see the situation as long-term for Kyler and Murray and, and the Cardinals? Do
1: you know what? I think he's probably going to win them a couple of games, isn't he? Yeah. Which puts them out of the contention of, of drafting that quarterback. So I think he's there. I don't think that would have been the case a few weeks ago. What do you make of it?
0: I think that they have stuck him out there to evaluate him. And I think if he wins them a few games, they're fine with it and they'll roll with him because they're paying him decent money. And I think they'll load up in other areas with the higher pick that they'll probably get.
1: Yeah, I agree. I mean, they've got the Texans next, and that's a winnable game. Probably a nice little shootout, actually. Got the Rams. I mean, if Matt Stafford's not healthy, again, it's a winnable game. Pittsburgh, it's a winnable game. So suddenly they could uh, have four wins under their belt and be out of the conversation for the top quarterbacks in the draft. So yeah, they're, they're going to stick with Kyler, aren't they? I
0: think so, moving forward. But um, first game back for James Connor as well. He got all of the volume there in the running back game didn't didn't nudge one in and didn't get anything in the passing game but he went for 73 yards didn't he?
1: Yeah I mean it's not not that helpful is it for fantasy because you know seven odd points but um, yeah I mean it's quite handy if you've sort of had him on your IR slot he's quite a welcome return I've got him in our ACL home league and yeah, you know, I, I had to throw him in just because the volume is always going to be there and the only concern, I suppose, with paired with Kyler is that Kyler might run a couple in and take that away from Connor. but I don't think you have to worry about that, do you?
0: No, I don't think so. I think probably Connor will be a decent volume play for the rest of the season as well, won't he? But um, nothing from the wide receiver room, really. Nice from Rondell Moore and, and uh, Michael Wilson. Bit of a down game for Marquise Brown, though.
1: Yeah, that concerned me, actually, because I just traded for him last week and he was um, very disappointing. I still think he's a nice buy, though, just because I think once Kyler's fit and he starts chucking it about... Hollywood's going to get the work. And actually, I think Hollywood, did he have a, a touchdown chalked off or did he just miss one in the end zone? I can't remember, but he made a nice nice grab and didn't quite come down with it. But interesting to see Michael Wilson getting a lot of work, though six targets. It was
0: Michael Wilson that nearly scored. I think they marked him down at the one, but he um, he very nearly scored as well. And um, I've always liked Michael Wilson, you and I both have. I think we saw him as the guy that could be the, uh, the wide receiver one or very near to the, the top of that next year, didn't we?
1: Yeah, exactly that. And, you know, we were sort of thinking, could it be a, you know, are they going to draft a high quarterback and suddenly you've got the wide receiver one there? But even if it's Kyler Murray, he's the only alpha profile, really, because Marquise Brown isn't alpha. Rondell Moore's a sort of shorter gadget slot guy. And very easily, Wilson could be Kyler Murray's alpha wide receiver one, couldn't he?
0: Yeah, for sure. But um, we might have to talk about another receiving option at, uh, at the tight, out of the tight end room as well.
1: My word. Trey McBride. I mean, 131 What's going on with tight ends? Is it another tight end week?
0: I mean, he was one Um, that we didn't even mention earlier, and he's probably top 10 because he was taken very high on his second round draft capital and very highly regarded. I think he was a Mackie Award winner in college, and yeah, he's highly rated. He was the tight end one out of his class, and it's just taken a year. He's had injuries as well, but he's finally hitting, isn't
1: he? He is, and I mean... I listened to a podcast earlier and he's been taken as the tight end nine at the moment, according to current ADP. I think that's probably a little bit rich and it's a bit too sort of recency biased. And yeah, I do really like him. These guys take a bit of time, but don't forget Zach Ertz may maybe back in a couple of weeks. And I know that doesn't really change dynasty, but he can't be getting 131 yards every week. Can he Jesus?
0: I don't think that that'll stick. I just think it was probably game plan, but he has been consistently getting volume over the last few weeks. I mean, if you just look at his, um, his scores and week seven, he had six, um, six targets and week, uh, week eight, he had 14 targets, week nine, five targets and last week, nine targets. So he's getting plenty of volume and, uh, he's making use of it. I mean, 25 points in week eight and 21 points last week. So he's doing fairly well, isn't
1: he? He really is. And, uh, yeah, I've i got him in one or two, but not that many, but yeah, if you're looking to the future, or even competing now, he's, he's a nice little option, isn't he? Cause, um, the problem is, in Titan premium leagues, any guy like this costs you a second at least, don't they? They're a second even to have a conversation.
0: Yeah, I mean, that's the starting price in, in Titan premium, isn't it, for anyone that's sort of showing any volume?
1: Yeah, but I mean, in a non titan premium league, you can probably get him for a bit cheaper. If you can pick him up for anything less than a second, might be a nice little option, really. Because if he continues doing this and Kyler comes back to what he was that might be a nice little investment if you can get him for a third or for something else. That's probably not bad, is it, in non-Titan premium?
0: Yeah, I agree. I quite like it. I've got him in a couple just because I, I got him in deals thrown in because I liked his potential and I, I think I picked him up in rookie drafts late as well. So, yeah, I'm quite happy with him and, and, and storing him on those sides. But um the Atlanta uh, quarterback room is, uh, is a bit of a disgrace, really, isn't it?
1: I mean, it is. They finally switched over to Taylor Heineke and then Ridders back in. And have you heard... Arthur oh, Smith this week and potentially Ridda's going to start again. I mean, his messaging is just dreadful, isn't it? I mean, what are you supposed to do? If you're Desmond Ridder, what on earth are you thinking right now?
0: Yeah, it's not great. Um, Smith doesn't seem to manage um, a lot of those players very well. He's he's offish with the media and he just comes across as a bit of a dick, doesn't he? And um, I don't think he's winning any fans around the league at all or in the press, is he?
1: He really isn't. I mean, they've got their bye, I think, next week. So, you know, Taylor Heineke can get his hamstring rested up and he might come back. But the talk is that Ritter could come back in as the starting quarterback in Week 12. And I don't know. He's not winning any fans at all. He's been a killer. He seems obsessed with moaning at idiots like us and fantasy football instead of just focusing on his actual football team and doing what's best. But I suppose the only good news is that Bijan Robinson finally got a good bit of work, didn't he, this week?
0: Yeah, he got um 22 carries and um out out carried um Tyler Algier by about 13 and 95 yards a touchdown and he just looks really really good whenever they give him a run doesn't he?
1: Yeah, only took until week ten. I mean, I did see Daryl Patterson though lining up in the backfield a few times, and I'm thinking, what are you doing? I mean, if you need to spell Bijan, just put Algier in. It's like he does the opposite of what everyone should do. I just don't really get it, but I mean the needle's not moved on Bijan at all, is it? Nobody's been moving him for cheap. <clears throat> I don't think he's really moved off the the running back one valuation, has he? No,
0: I don't think so. I'm happy owning him wherever I've got him and uh if anyone wants to sell him cheap, then just let me know.
1: Yeah. Well speaking of selling cheap, the wide receiver room, okay. I mean I don't like to say it lightly, but I'm getting a bit fed up with Drake London. I mean I'm I'm not gonna sell cheap just because it has to get better. I mean, if they do get, you know, a quarterback next season, which they have to, the arrow got to go up. But it's a it's a rough ride, isn't it?
0: It's funny because he's been um, fairly usable the last few weeks. It's just this week he's had a bit of a dud. I mean, Scooter Scotty Scooter Miller got the touchdown on one on one reception this week, and other than Scooter and uh, Drake London, there's no other wide receiver doing anything, is there?
1: No, there isn't at all. I mean, London has been he has been more usable the last few weeks, but even then he's been putting up 10, 11 points. I mean, it's not its not great, is it? Um, I don't know. you just got to hope because at a certain point, Arthur Smith will lose his job because you can't trot out a top eight receiver and a top eight tight end and a top eight running back and just mess them around and, and just lose games. And they got away with it early on, didn't they? Because I think they were, I don't know, four and one or, you know, whatever it was, but they're now four and six. They're losing games right at the death and at a certain point, Arthur Smith will lose that job. Well, that
0: division's open to be won as well, isn't it? And they've kind of balls it up because they've had a really easy schedule as well.
1: Yeah, I mean, they've got a really good line. Uh, They've got loads of weapons and the coach is holding them back. And, uh, you know, the, the people that have made these picks, they're not going to be happy that they've got a coach that doesn't give a shit about the picks. I just, you just got to ride it out and hope that a new coach comes in, maybe a new quarterback and resets it and suddenly drake london is a, a top 10 dynasty wide receiver again
0: yeah i mean this is upsetting me too much to talk about the falcons so let's move on to uh to the lions and the chargers talk to me
1: can i just talk about Carl Pitts before you do because i met culpits a few weeks ago i wish i had a right pop at him to be fair because i'm sick of him <laughs> are you upset oh mate free free t- receptions for 30 yards and Talking about Trey McBride, you think I'm nuts? Who would you rather have, Carl Pitts or Trey McBride? No, genuinely? You're going
0: berserk now. I'd rather have Kyle Pitts.
1: I don't know if I would. <laughs> I, I, like, I'm so fed up of it. He's so annoying. He's not really killing you every week, but I mean, come on! Like, he's just not. He's not really putting up a hundred odd yards like Trey McBride is, is he?
0: I've got him in a few leagues. I'm not even playing him at the minute.
1: You can't. I mean, his top receiving total this season is 87 yards. That's his ceiling this year. Trey McBride's done 140-odd yards this week. Yeah,
0: I, don't, I just don't think a lot of it is on pits, though, is it?
1: No, and to be clear, if someone offers me Trey McBride for Carl Pitts, I will screenshot it and post it in all my groups, <laughs> and I'll be fuming. So, yeah, don't try it.
0: <laughs> Let's head to LA.
1: What a game this was. Lions 41, Chargers 38. It was, uh, yeah, good fun.
0: So, is Justin Herbert rubbish or not? I don't get it.
1: I think he's average. Yeah, he? he's rubbish. He's absolutely Some rubbish. of his
0: throws in this game were insane. I mean, the one down the seam for the touchdown was incredible. What he's, the, the gap he's fitted that in. I mean, he had a phenomenal game, didn't he?
1: He really did. I really. I felt bad that he's obviously lost the game, and I don't know. But he was he was excellent. He's not getting that much help. Because he's lost a load of weapons and stuff. But the connection that him and Keelan Allen have got are just. Absolutely ridiculous, aren't they?
0: Yeah, I mean, he even managed to get some uh, some other bums on the uh, score sheet, didn't he?
1: He did. Big QJ and his rock hands finally got into the end zone and uh, he was slightly better, but the bar's been very low for Quentin Johnson, hasn't it?
0: I mean, he's still outperformed by Jalen Guyton, so um, yeah, there's that.
1: Yeah, out-targeted by Jalen Guyton as well and out, out-caught, out out-yarded and uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, he's going to get work just because there's nobody else in the room, but... This is really, if you've got a stack of Justin Herbert and Keenan Allen, my word, 175 yards for Keenan Allen, 14 targets and two touchdowns.
0: Yeah, I mean, I'm going to speak him about him maybe a little bit later, but um, yeah, just phenomenal output for for multiple years now, isn't it?
1: Yeah, it really is. And just when you think, you know, he's getting a bit old, but he's just not really got the skill set that you need to worry about that, I don't think, has he? He doesn't rely on pace. He's just a very good route runner, very good hands, you know, to, to find those soft zone coverages. And I just love him. I don't have him anywhere, sadly, just because, you know, I tend to build my rosters a bit younger, but I don't know, he's he's brilliant.
0: He's got an exceptional beard as well, hasn't he? Yeah,
1: he's got an incredible beard. <clears throat> it fills me with joy looking at it. So, uh, yeah, I bet he's got some decent oils as well.
0: <laughs> decent going from Austin Eckler as well this week.
1: Finally. Yeah, I mean, obviously the box score looks nice, doesn't it? And uh, gets the touchdown. But just watching him, he's so quick. The burst that he's showing. I mean, what is he, 29, 28?
0: Yeah, he's very so explosive, he still looks
1: isn't he? Very explosive. And obviously, he's suffered with injuries. He's taken a while to sort of get going this year. But yeah, if you've got him down the stretch, you're probably very, very pleased, I think.
0: Yeah, I think he's um, definitely going to be one of those sort of um, league winning running backs down the stretch, isn't he?
1: He is. I mean, I picked him up. We're in a guillotine league, aren't we? Where, um, you know, the, the lowest scoring team each week gets booted from the league and all their players go to waivers and managed to get Austin Eckersley for a, a dollar.
0: Yeah, I was filming with that because I actually bid for him, but then I managed to get Lamar Jackson for nothing, so I can't complain.
1: No, no, it's a good concept, that one, the Guillotine League. We've enjoyed that one, haven't we? It's, uh, it's always good fun seeing everyone sniff off and poach all the uh, release players every week. And
0: we're both in the final eight as well.
1: We are, and I think I'm one of the few with some cash left. I think I've got something like six quid left. <laughs> and I'm, I feel like I'm rolling in the dough. I, I
0: blew all of mine a couple of weeks ago, but I did, I did get, well, at the time I thought I was getting good players, but one of those was T Higgins, so maybe not.
1: Do you know what? I think week two I spent 80 of my 100 fab dollars on C D Lamb, and I thought, oh, geez, I'm going to struggle here, <laughs> but I don't regret it. I mean, I'm, I'm very pleased with that process because so many lads went out with... 85 quid in the bank still when I don't know I'd rather spend
0: it I mean um there's there's scorings elevated in that league as well and I'm just going to go back and uh see what cd lamb put up for you in uh last week because he had a obviously a barnstorming game let me just check so cd lamb yeah 61 points for you last week in that guillotine league
1: yeah I mean I was looking quite dodgy I thought I was going to go home but I just got saved by some of the lads didn't I so cd <laughs> saved my skin thanks cd uh, and... 61 points yeah Tough as a Giants fan to admit that, but I mean, we're, we're digressing a little bit and we'll get on to the, uh, the Cowboys next. But, um, in fact, we're waiting to speak about CeeDee next because, uh, yeah, we've got stuff to talk about, I think, with CeeDee Lamb.
0: Yeah, we need to talk about, um, the Lions as well. I mean, another really good game from Jared Goff, a uh, really nice, um, fourth down play to seal the win, uh, to the pass to Laporta. I saw some analysis during the week that kind of suggested that Goff's improved, whereas back in the old days on a fourth down like that, if his first and second read weren't on, he kind of would have panicked. But he found his third read in Laporta and kind of sealed the game with that fourth down conversion. And he's been very good this year, Goff, hasn't he?
1: He's been excellent. I sold him last season. A team that I was rebuilding a bit, I sold him for a late first. and I think a late first and... Ryan Tannehill and I thought "Ah, that's all right I've got a starting quarterback I regret it massively I think Goff's got some decent value there and Hendon Hooker's not taking this job in the next couple of years I don't think if at all so yeah I think he's been excellent I mean his schedule's not terrible either is it? he's got the Bears Packers the Saints the Bears I mean and then the Broncos in week 15 I mean that's playoff time for fantasy and he's throwing it against Denver I mean Not bad,
0: is it? Yeah, it's good. I mean, I picked him up for a first in a couple of leagues last year just because I thought he would keep the job as well. I know they drafted Hooker, but I think there's been rumours and noises out of Denver that they may look to trade Hooker for a third next year to someone who will roll with Hooker. I mean, a lot of people are quite high on Hooker having NFL intangibles and and being able to play in the NFL. I listened to um, a GM podcast on on The Athletic and... They're very high on Hooker, and apparently people around the league are, and, and Detroit are hopeful they can get sort of a higher pick back than what they actually paid for him. So it's a process pick, but yeah, um, moving on. Yeah, I mean, Goff has been um, Goff has been excellent. I think, as you say, he can be he can be a really good quarterback for the running as well.
1: Yeah, really can. And Jameer Gibbs was excellent, and it's not that I didn't like Gibbs. I picked him up in our. Devy League a year in advance, and I really like Gibbs. But I did sell him in a couple just because the value went very, very high. But sort of regret it a bit now because he's looked excellent, he's so explosive, so shifty. Obviously, Montgomery's back now, and he's still got a good bit of work. And you know, I think they could probably be a bit frustrating at times because one week Montgomery will nudge in two or three, won't he? And Gibbs won't get as much. But um, yeah, for now, you're probably very happy to start either one of them. I think
0: both of them are going to be usable just because their offense is so good. but. A positive note for Gibbs is that he got all the receiving work. I mean, Montgomery didn't get any receiving work, did he?
1: No, I mean, a lot of that might be just he's just come back from injury and just come off the bye as well, so they're probably easing him back in. But, yeah, I mean, that is uh, very interesting for Gibbs. And hes uh, I've got him in a couple of teams that I'm rebuilding. And I'm, I'm sort of shopping him on the block. Nobody wants him. Our will be well, League. I mean, I've, I've got a decent side, but it's very young, and I think I'm sort of three and seven or something. But um, I'd love to move off of Gibbs. And if you're a competing side, if you want to chuck me a couple of firsts for Gibbs, let's talk Turkey. Uh, I don't know why people aren't interested.
0: Um, I might, depending how this week goes, I might be contending in the B-Well, so I might be knocking on your door. But um, on to the wide receivers, this is uh, all held the sun god, isn't it?
1: It really, really is. And it's probably pointless talking too much about him because he's just so good. I mean, Eight receptions, 156 yards and a touchdown. And he's still underrated, I think. He's a top five guy and, yeah, there's nothing else in this room. I mean, as as good as he is, how shit is Jameson Williams?
0: Yeah, he made one nice grab that I saw, but, yeah, two from two for 18 yards. I mean, you kind of expect more out of your speed option than that, don't you?
1: You do and, I don't know, it's just not quite worked for him. I don't know if it's a culture fit and he's probably freezing up there and he doesn't like it. I do wonder whether Carolina Panthers could be interested in pairing up with Bryce Young. I, I don't know. Maybe that's something to look out for in the off-season.
0: I don't think the Lions would hang around, and I think if they didn't see him as a fit, I'd, I think they'd happily trade him away. Um, I don't think they'd, there's one that they'd keep persisting with. I think they'll just get rid of him.
1: Yeah, I do. I do agree. He's just not quite hit there at all. And I mean, what was what pick was he for them? Top eight was he? Was he nine overall or something silly? Was
0: twelve. I think he was. I'm sure he was twelve overall. I think.
1: No, I think you're right actually, yeah. So he's twelve overall, massive investment, and he's just not quite panned out. Doesn't really look like it's going to either. So, um yeah, as great as St. Brown is, Williams' been a very big disappointment. So
0: another disappointment for me was um I saw Goff throw one down the seam to a tight end with a with a shirt number with eighty on, and I thought, wow, it's Porter again, and it wasn't, it was Brock Wright.
1: Yeah, I saw that. <laughs> I had the exact same thing. So I've got Laporta in a few and I was chasing a few games and I thought easy money here for Sam LaPorta and Brock Wright comes up. I don't know what his shirt number was, 84 or something, wasn't it? 89. Yeah, yeah, devastating when that happens. It happens all the time with these tight ends, (laughs) don't it? Because they're all sort of high 80s and you think, oh, that's me, I'm in. Nothing. Yeah,
0: Brock Wright. Thanks, Brock.
1: Yeah, I mean, that is a classic tight end name, isn't it? Yeah, 100.
0: But if you're going to play tight end in the NFL, you need to be called Brock.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. should we skip the next one? It's probably short on time, I think. I think
0: we need to spend a lot of time on the next one.
1: Right. Well, you can take it because I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do it very quickly. New York Giants 17, Cowboys 49. <laughs> That's the end of it. I've got nothing else to say. We are so bad. I'm surprised we put up 17, to be fair. I mean, a lot of talk coming out that Tommy DeVito lives... He lives at home in his mum's spare bedroom and she does his laundry, his washing and she cooks him chicken cutlets every night. I mean, <laughs> after, you, you mentioned last week he sits outside a pork factory, a pork store. He pretty much does. He sort of admitted it, didn't he? Yeah,
0: I mean, um, he's got his velour track suit. He pops out every night down to the bad Bing. He, uh, he helps his mate Tony out with his uh, waste refuge company. Yeah, he's not, he's not made for quarterback, is he?
1: Now, and you know what, in the in the off season we spoke about him and we joked and we said he's from New Jersey and we said he's got a chain with T D <laughs> on it. He does. Did you see yeah. this? He's actually got a Tommy DeVito like gold plated Diamante chain that he wears. I mean, this is an undrafted quarterback not making any money, but the first bit of cash he's got, he's gone out and got a personalised diamond chain. Why not? I mean you got yeah, you gotta respect it. I mean I'd do the same in fairness. <laughs> um you know, I mean, what, it's the equivalent of putting your initials on your boots for Sunday League, isn't
0: it? <laughs> yeah, so I mean, it's either a chain or a really stupid fast car, isn't it?
1: Yeah, so I mean, we are rubbish, and Saquon, we said last week, he's a bit worrying, he's not the same player. The Cowboy defence is very, very good, but Saquon was crap, nothing else in the running back room. Wide receiver was crap. I mean, Sterling Shepherd picks up a touchdown out of nowhere, but um there's not much else to talk about, really, for the Giants. We were just useless, and Similarly, I started Bellinger in one league because so I was in a bit of trouble and I see a tight end nudge one in and it turns out it's, uh, it's Lawrence Cager. Um, so that pissed me off as well.
0: Yeah, I mean, when Lawrence Cager's uh, scoring a touchdown and that's one of your top uh, players on the offence, is a worry, isn't it?
1: It's pathetic. So, I mean, do you want to cope the Giants off for a little bit or do you want to talk about the Cowboys? Just
0: quickly go through the Cowboys. I mean, it's tough to really talk about the Cowboys much just because the Giants were so terrible but um a really really good game for Dak wasn't it
1: yeah I mean 400 yards and four touchdowns he was he was excellent I mean that being said I think you'd go for 350 yards wouldn't you
0: I'd like to think that I'd stick up yeah at least 320 on the Giants because they are bad
1: yeah I mean he was excellent Tony Pollard continues to be crap though and we we were right on Pollard you know because we didn't think he would be a lead running back. He's never really been that. He's always been sort of the lightning to Zeke's funder and obviously got the reins this year. He's been dreadful. He's not got a single touchdown, I don't think, this season, has he? He's been very, very poor.
0: Yeah, I mean, I heard a few rumours and noises during the week as well. They're going to start mixing in Dowdle a lot more because um, they've just seen more from Dowdle so far. I think they tend to like running it up the middle more, and Dowdle's just better at doing that, whereas Pollard's more of an outside zone runner and. I don't know, Pollard just looks different. He doesn't look as explosive. And I don't know, maybe there we'll mix in Doudou a little bit more this year. But a bit worrying if you're a Tony Pollard owner, isn't it?
1: It is, and I don't have any exposure at all. I did buy him in one as a competing side, or I thought I'd be competing. And I think I paid a, a late first and a second and something. I, I thought it was pretty worth the investment. But he's been dreadful. And maybe we should just, you know, why would we be surprised? He's never had more than 200 carries in his career in a season. Never been a league guy before. Not young. People seem to think that he was like this much younger model of Zeke, and he's about the same age. Yeah. Should we be surprised at this? It was fairly obvious that he wasn't a league guy, but I think people thought Cowboy's great offense. He's the running back. He's been good. He's going to be great, and he just isn't.
0: Yeah, massive worry if you're a, if you're a Pollard owner. But on to the wide receiver room. Before we talk about the big guys, I think nothing sums up how bad the Giants are more than Mick Gallup scoring a touchdown.
1: That's pathetic, isn't it? I mean, between Brandon Cooks and Mick Gallup, they put up 250 yards and two touchdowns. I mean, <laughs> it's an absolute disaster, isn't it? I mean, we're, we're nerds, aren't we? We we follow quite a few lads. I've never even heard of this lad Jalen Brooks, and even he's come in for four receptions for 40 yards. I mean, they're just picking up lads off the street and putting 40 yards. I think Jalen Brooks like, is I'm their physio.
0: They just kid him up.
1: Yeah, it wouldn't surprise me at all. Um, I don't know, disaster, but yeah. Brandon Cooks finally did something as well, didn't he? Ten targets. He goes for 173 <laughs> yards. and I don't know, Maybe it's just because the Giants are crap. I don't know if we can read too much into Let's it. Let's
0: talk about the main man, Sedarian.
1: Jesus Christ. I mean, this run, whose run do you think is better? AJ Brown's run early this season when he was going for 140 for about six months in a row. Or CeeDee Lamb's current run. Last three weeks, he's got 11 receptions, 11 receptions and 12 receptions. 151, 191 and 158 yards, putting up three touchdowns. I don't, have we seen this before? Like, Certainly not from Seedy Lamb, but this is incredible.
0: Yeah, it's tremendous. I mean, it's, it's what we've always wanted to see. I think I've always rated him this highly. I, I think you have as well. And definitely $80 well spent in the guillotine league, wasn't it? <laughs>
1: really was I mean here we are it's, uh, he's played nine games he's nearly on a thousand yards for the season already yeah he's um, flying
0: isn't he? he doesn't let his girlfriend look at his phone either
1: yeah which is elite to be fair I mean one thing I was gonna say earlier but I said let's leave it to now where would you have him in dynasty because I said a few weeks ago that I don't think CeeDee Lamb is as far away from Jefferson and Chase as people think have you changed your mind on that or do you still think there's a clear tier gap in Dynasty? I mean, where would you have, CD? They're the top
0: three for me. Jefferson one, Chase two, Lamb three.
1: I think that probably is my order, but I, I think the gap is bigger between Jefferson and Chase than it is between Chase and Lamb. I don't
0: know. I think a lot of people are underestimating Chase. I mean, I love Lamb. I always have, you know that, but I don't know. Maybe he is getting up there. I just, I don't know if people are underestimating Jamar Chase at the moment.
1: I think they maybe are. Maybe are, but I don't know, maybe they're underestimating Lamb because they, I tell you what, if Jamar Chase was doing this yeah. at this rate, what would the value be? I mean, they'd be talking about Jamar Chase being better than Jefferson if he was doing this. Yeah,
0: I mean, it's been sensational from Lamb, isn't it? I mean, it's what we've always wanted to see. And he's just got so much swagger when he plays, hasn't he?
1: He has, and I think the reason he's above A.J. Brown, he probably would be the fourth or maybe fifth, depending on how you rank it. It's purely the age for me. He's a couple of years younger than I think, or is he a year younger than A.J. Brown? I think what CD Lamb twenty four, AJ Brown's twenty six. That's quite a long time in dynasty. Yeah,
0: I mean AJ Brown when he hits twenty seven, people start getting itchy around him. Whereas I think CD's got a good three years yet, hasn't he?
1: Yeah, exactly. So uh, yeah, I mean, what more can you say? He's, he's absolutely incredible, and he gave an interview this week as well. He said he thinks he's the best receiver in the league. I think they all say that, don't they? I mean, I think Isaiah Hodgins said it last season. So. I don't know if that means much, but um, I quite like it. Yeah, him.
0: you've got to have that belief when you play and, and when you're playing like he is at the moment and, and he's, he's justified thinking that, isn't he?
1: Yeah, but do you know what? I do it in football as well. I, I played five a side last night. I stepped on the pitch and I thought, do you know what? I'm a <laughs> Like you have to, <laughs> I wasn't, I was average, but um, I think in your head, you sort of got to believe in yourself. So these lads, I mean, have been winning their whole lives. Like, I'm not surprised they think they're incredible.
0: Yeah, I mean, no one's telling them otherwise either, are they?
1: Exactly that, exactly that. So, yeah, not much else you can say. Massive blowout. The Giants, I mean, we're comfortably the worst side in the league and it's not even hindsight because we were saying it in the off-season.
0: Yeah, let's take it
1: uh, down to Seattle then. Yeah, I mean, it ends up being the Seahawks 29, the Commanders 26 and a bit of a shootout really, um, coming here for a shootout. Start with Sam Howell. Let's start with the, the Commanders really because Sam Howell, I know there's some concerns, and he's getting the shit kicked out of him every week, and he's getting sacked at an astronomical rate. He's the quarterback three. I mean, he's going for he's throwing forty five, fifty times a game, and he's the quarterback three overall. I don't think anybody expected this. They
0: no, I didn't expect him to be the quarterback three, but I, I, I think he's been really good, and I think he's earned the the quarterback role in in Washington. I hope they roll with him next year because I'd like to see him with a proper setup, a proper coach. Um, I think he's been really good, hasn't
1: he? He has. If they can fix that line and get like a, you know, like the Steelers, the Broderick Jones, and get someone in there to look after him a bit, suddenly this could be very different, because if he cuts out these sacks and he increases percentage, gets a bit more time, he's going to be excellent. I mean, don't forget, they're missing some weapons as well. Curtis Samuel's not been that healthy, and that's a bit of a shame. And, Jahan Dotson, we might speak about later, but he's just been an absolute ghost as well. So he's doing it with Terry McLaurin, and and that's pretty much it, isn't he? I mean, he's targeting his running backs. He's got no other choice. Yeah, do you know
0: what they've got him for a fifth round pick as well? So they really need to take advantage of this rookie contract as well, don't they?
1: They do, and that means they're saving some cash, which means they can pretty blow it on another position. Could they be in the market for an elite wide receiver on the free agency market? Because Jahan Dotson just isn't clicking for whatever reason. McLaurin's elite. If they had another proper alpha outside, I mean, it could be a different conversation. Would they have any interest in a T. Higgins or are they just going to keep rolling with Dotson?
0: Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I mean, it's purely going to depend on on who gets the job down there, isn't it? And what they want to do. But I don't think you're ever going to be turning down T. Higgins, are you, if you can fit him in there?
1: Yeah, exactly that. So, I mean yeah i do agree if they've got him for a fifth round pick that's a good opportunity for them because he's been excellent i don't think dynasty markets have really cottoned on to the fact that he's actually really good if you asked anyone what sam how's worth i think people still wouldn't want to pay a first for him
0: yeah i paid a third for him last year and the guy that sold him to me has tried to get him back nearly nearly all year and uh like has offered a second and and stuff like that. i got offered a second for him last week as well from a guy who needed a quarterback and I just rejected it and didn't even go back. But, um, yeah, you're right. He's probably not valued as, as he should be at the moment for, for being the quarterback free.
1: Here's one for you. Just on the current markets now, you've picked up Bryce Young at the 105-106. Would you go from Bryce Young to Sam Howell? Uh,
0: I don't think I would at the moment, but um, you might need to ask me that next year if it gets uh, if it gets bad for Bryce again
1: mad though really when you think about it it's just pure stubbornness dynasty mind isn't it because you've paid quite a lot of money for for bryce young imagine if bryce young was the quarterback three overall putting up 30 points a week what he'd he worth? yeah
0: it'd be silly uh, silly price wouldn't it
1: it's just pure snobbery because yeah. he's a fifth round pick and nobody really rates him i don't know I, if i can get sam howe plus something and go again i would i mean no one's going to pay it because no one likes bryce young but just interesting how the market works
0: yeah for sure but um what do you make of the uh, running back win this week?
1: I don't know what to make of it, really. I mean, Brian Robinson, um, I was slagging him off last week and then I sold him for a 25 first, didn't I, out of nowhere, to a good friend of the pod, Amrit, uh, always interesting offers. And I was sort of laughing, thinking, jeez, I've got one over on Amrit here, and he puts up 28 points. I mean, am I stupid for selling him for a first or am I, should I be very pleased with that? I
0: think um, I think you got a really good deal, but maybe um, maybe Amrit's got a time machine.
1: Maybe. Maybe. Because, uh, I don't know, he's probably very pleased. If you pay the first for a running back and he chucks up 27.7 points, you'd be very happy in your little time machine.
0: <laughs> yeah, what did you use your time machine for? Did you use it to get the lottery picks? No, I used it to get a lad in fantasy football.
1: Yeah, check what Brian Robinson's up to in two years' time and then go back and chuck a first in my little pretend game. <laughs> Unbelievable. But, I mean, the running back room, they're getting loads of work because the wide receivers are crap. So, I mean, Brian Robinson, six targets, six receptions. Antonio Gibson, five receptions as well. So, Gibson's starting to perform a little bit.
0: I think Gibson is just much more efficient on the ground than Robinson as well. I mean, Robinson's the grinder, and he's done well in that pass game, to be fair. I mean, a lot of that yardage was on that one single touchdown. But, yeah, Gibson's always been the man there for me, and I think he's the one with the X factor, but they just like Robert. Robinson there, don't
1: they? Yeah. Well, I mean, the rest of it, the tight end room, Logan Thomas, I mean, a floor game for him, five targets, five receptions, 40 yards. He's been fine. Nice little moment between Logan Thomas and DK Metcalf at the end of the game. I don't know if you've caught this one. Yeah,
0: Thomas's son is apparently a fan of DK, and DK signed his shirt over, didn't he?
1: Yeah, it was quite nice, and it was almost a bit, um, Thomas said, oh, I don't know if you can do it type stuff, and it was almost a bit awkward. Like, he was, I mean, DK Metcalf, what is he, 25? Logan Thomas is 33. Yeah. Um, he, he was a, 30 a bit sort of bit of a wimp, wasn't he? So maybe adjust your ranks, but nice little moment.
0: Yeah, for sure. A nice little moment for the uh, North Carolina boys as well, wasn't it? How to the army.
1: Yeah, I mean, De'Ami Brown is a guy that we spoke in the off season. It wasn't like a uh, go and spend some money, but it was just keeping an eye on things because uh, there is a connection there and gets the uh, the touchdown, doesn't he? And he's not quite outproducing. I think I had a bold prediction that he'd lead the uh, commanders in yards. But um didn't quite work out of that, but yeah, <clears throat> just goes to show there is a bit of thoughts of the madness. Sometimes. Yeah, I mean,
0: I listened to uh Bucky Brooks and Daniel Jeremiah, and, and Bucky's uh, a North Carolina alumni, and um, yeah, he was calling them a quarterback factory now with uh Howe and now Drake May, and and he was praising up the army Brown as well, so he's quite happy.
1: Nice, nice. Well, um, yeah, I mean, it's very uh. Very good performance from the commanders, but um a get right game for Gino Smith and or Geno Smith from the Seahawks, wasn't it?
0: Yeah, he was better this week. I mean he's he's had a few worrying weeks, but um this was kind of a bit back to the norms for, for Gino, wasn't it, from what we've seen over the last year or so, wasn't it?
1: Yeah, it really was. He was actually quite decent. He chucked a couple of touchdowns and went for silly yards. It was just a fun shootout game and our boy uh, Kenneth Walker III, um gets the touchdown, but the snap percentage is still worrying me a little bit. I mean, if he's going to produce on the limited snaps, fine, but he's hovering at less than 50% the last three weeks, and it's a little bit worrying for me. I suppose if you've started him and he's got the uh, the receiving touchdown that he scored, you're not going to be too worried, but I know you love him. What are you thinking?
0: Yeah, no, I'm fine. I think he's been a little bit banged up the last few weeks as well, and I think it's, it's been a good time for him to get some usage out of um, Charbonnet. They've spent the second round pick on him and... Walker's always going to be their home run hitter and their explosive guy and he's going to get his work. I'm, I'm fine. Both of them had a good game to be fair and I think they'll both get their usage over, over time.
1: Yeah, his, his touchdown was excellent uh, Walker to be fair as well, wasn't he? He was so strong and so, so quick. explosive, and, isn't he? Yeah, I mean, he just got out of trouble. He just smashing past lads, wasn't he? So, yeah, he was excellent. But, I mean, Charbonnet's starting to show some signs that, remember a couple of years ago we had Rashad Penny and Chris Carson they were at times, both usable. And maybe that's what we're looking at. Kenneth Walker's going to be a home run hitter, but Charbonnet's going to come in. He out-targeted Kenneth Walker and maybe going to give some of that third down work. So, yeah, maybe they're both going to be usable. Yeah, I mean,
0: Big Pete Carroll's an old man, isn't he? And likes his old man football and, and a couple of grinders in there is, is is certainly something that Big Pete likes, isn't it?
1: Absolutely. And, um, I mean, the wide receiver room, slightly better for DK. Matt Carthy nearly went for 100 yards. he got loads of work. I mean, 12 targets and But Tyler Lockett gets the touchdown, so that sort of edges him over. I didn't realise how bold Tyler Lockett is. Is that wrong with me? (laughs) I mean, he's the boldest man I've ever seen.
0: Yeah, it's not great, is it, that hairline? Um, I'd I'd be looking to move him where I could just based on the hairline alone and the fact that he doesn't like yards after contact either.
1: Yeah, I was a bit concerned about that as well. So he's got no hair. He (laughs) chaps himself on the floor and, I don't know, fine dynasty player, but you just got to watch out for these lads. So, yeah, not for me. Our boy JSN, um, I mean, he's fine but not quite at the level he has been the last few weeks um it's just a bit of a slow burn isn't it
0: yeah he's gonna be fine overall and fairly consistent four from five for 53 yards it's just gonna yeah he's gonna get that sort of wide receiver free work right now and he's doing fine with it and i think he'll get more work as time goes on won't he
1: yeah he loved the celebration as well he, he pulled in a tough catch and he started going absolutely nuts you know these americans they go a bit O T T, too yeah. they? put in a little uh five yard slant and go nuts but uh Tight end room. I've just got no interest in talking about. Should we? Move yeah, on? let's
0: move it on down to Vegas.
1: You talk us through it then. So
0: the New York Jets 12, the Las Vegas Raiders 16. So fairly well game managed by Aidan O'Connell. Um, he had the interception, which was poor, but he also had the touchdown to uh, Michael Meyer as well, which was a really nice throw in the back end of the end zone. And um, he managed the game fairly well. Um, I don't think he did anything wrong apart from the interception. He was fine and, um, yeah, he managed it well. But Josh Jacobs, 27 carries, 116 yards, slowly getting back up to speed and kind of getting his usual work from last year. But um, wide receiver room, Devontae Adams, six from 13 for 86 yards. You know, he was fairly good. Slow week for Jacoby Myers this week and um, they've worked Hunter Renfro back into the rotation. So what did you make of this one?
1: Yeah, it was, um, I suppose, a good win for the Raiders, really. And I don't know, I've sort of bounced around a little bit. I felt a little bit sorry for Zach Wilson, because I, I sort of thought he did all right at the end. He threw a really nice Hail Mary, and I thought they should have come down with something there. But I don't know. It was, uh, I suppose, good to see Devontae Adams back. And obviously, he's had a little bit of a moan because he's suddenly getting 13 targets. And he could be a sneaky buyer, because I don't think he costs that much, does he, Devontae Adams? And if you're a wide receiver short, he could be an interesting piece to have, because a rookie's going to just peppering with targets. But um, I was very pleased to see uh, Maya get a touchdown, actually. I, I just really like that.
0: Yeah, it was a nice uh, nice catch as well with the, uh, at the back of the end zone. But I think these guys are going to be usable with Aiden O'Connell as well, aren't they?
1: They are. And actually, just again, we're jumping around a little bit, but Maya, I don't think people appreciate, he's pretty much on the field all the time yep. now. I mean, his, his snap percentage is hovering around 90-odd percent. He's a full-time player. He's not quite had the work yet, but it's going to come. And... You know these tight ends take a bit of time, and Laporta and Kincaid are getting all the plaudits. But Myers, sort of the all round tight end that in real life is a very good football player, so yeah, it's uh interesting to see him getting some work. But what did you make of your boy Aiden O'Connell? No, know you're a big fan, doesn't look Irish, does he? <laughs>
0: no, he doesn't. No, um, yeah, I like him. He just he managed this game well. I mean, he can um, he can lob it about a bit more, but I think they'd, they've they not taken the training wheels off of him yet. and he's kind of keeping everything fairly safe and, and he's just managing the game well. I, I want to see if they sort of let him open it out a bit, but they he didn't need to this week. I mean, Jacobs was efficient on the floor and Adams was, was decent. And obviously Myers got the touchdown and he didn't, didn't really need to air it out. But I want to, I want to see the games where they let him air it out a bit. Cause he, he, uh, he can lob it around a bit.
1: Yeah. They didn't really need to against the Jets today, but I mean, they've got the dolphins next week and, uh, they're going to have to air it out because the Dolphins are going to put up 40 or 50 points. I think. Yeah, I
0: mean, that could be uh, a little bit of a shootout, I guess, depending on what the Dolphins put up, isn't it?
1: Yeah, exactly. But let's have a talk through the, the Jets, really. I mean, Zach Wilson, he's just not very good, is he? He's obviously very technical and he's not quite getting it done. And we've seen the head coach back him again this week. He's the starter. They've got no real choice. I'll tell you what I don't like, and I've said it last week and I've said it in our group. I'm sick to death of seeing Aaron Rodgers turn up with like a suitcase. What's he got a suitcase for? Why is he getting showered and changed? You don't need to bring your bag. You're not playing. I just don't like it. Or what do you make of this Aaron Rodgers show all the yeah, time? Yeah, he
0: just wants to make it all about him all the time, doesn't he? It's classic Aaron Rodgers. I mean, I'm a Bears fan. I've seen it with the Packers for years and years and years and it's Just a bit of a bell end, and I mean, any sort of likability that he built up in hard knocks is, is kind of already gone because he was on his little pal Pat McAfee show, slagging off Kelsey for, for getting vaccinated, and all this nonsense now. When he just wants to be the main attraction, it just shows you how dislikable he is again, doesn't it?
1: It does, and it's obviously it's the intangible, you just don't know. But I mean, if you're Zach Wilson. It's not great, is it? He's seeing Aaron Rodgers telling everyone he's back in a few weeks' time and he's sitting there on the sideline. He's out at half-time throwing passes. I mean, do me a favour. It just doesn't help. And Yeah, I do feel for Zach Wilson because I, I sort of liked him after hard knocks, but he's just not very good. He's he's a career back he? Yeah, isn't he's, yeah he's not
0: very good. I mean, he's got a nice arm, but he's just not got the intangibles, as he? he doesn't process quickly. and Yeah, he's just not very good. There's a small signs of improvement a few weeks ago, but that's very quickly gone, isn't it?
1: It really has, and uh, I mean, the running back room, <laughs> I'm a little bit worried about Brees Hall, not in like a dynasty sense, I think he's fine, he's very clearly the you know, the running back two or three, depending on what your rankings are, but he's not been very efficient on the ground at all, I mean, look at his yardage the last few weeks on the ground, he's been dreadful, to be honest with you, He's put up 28, 50, 17, 39, he just cannot get it done on the ground, how much of that is the line and how much is the team, I just don't know, but if he's not getting receiving work, he's not efficient at all.
0: Yeah, their line is crap, isn't it? And um, that's probably playing a big part in it, but he's getting a lot of his his points and, and yardage through the air, isn't he, at the moment?
1: Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> we'll, we'll take it any way we can get it, and actually the receiving work's good for running backs in PPR leagues, but it's just a little bit concerning. I'd like to see him be a bit more efficient, but perhaps that will come when the line improves, and I don't know. Long term, not worried, but at the moment, it's a, you know not great really.
0: So a little bit of news out of the uh, the Jets running back room this week is um, they've released Michael Carter, which was a strange one because he's he's a decent option for them on third downs, and I don't know. I mean, I, I, they probably would have been better off releasing Dalvin Cook, but then they would have looked stupid considering the contract they gave him. But this might open a little up a little bit of work for uh, Izzy Abanakanda, mightn't it?
1: It might do. I, I didn't really understand why they'd do it. I can only assume that maybe Carter's asked to be released. Maybe he wants to go and get some game time Um, because it does seem a bit weird to just release him out of nowhere, doesn't it? I think
0: he's a nice pickup for somebody though because he's a decent third down back and uh, I saw that the Bengals were mentioned with him and that'd be ideal, wouldn't it?
1: That'd be lovely actually. That's a nice little balance with Joe Mixon and yeah, it was very weird but as I said, I can only assume he's asked to be released because he's not getting enough work but yeah, very strange for me. I mean, a guy that's possibly quarterback proof in the wide receiver room is, is Garrett Wilson because he's playing with a rubbish quarterback. The line's not good. They're losing and he's still putting up decent numbers.
0: Yeah. He's just very, very good, isn't he? And I mean, it makes you wonder what he would have done with Rogers, is not it?
1: It does. I mean, I picked him up as in as many starts as I could this off season on the hope that he was with Rogers and obviously hasn't worked out, but look at his volume 14, 13, 13, 12, 14. I mean, that's his targets the last few weeks. It's uh think plug and play i never feel comfortable starting him strangely because i always worry about zach wilson but maybe you just don't need yeah, to i know
0: i always just stick him in and leave him and um i think the number of um targets just suggests how much he gets open because he gets separation and he gets open for fun doesn't he
1: he absolutely does and uh, another little guy that i quite like to know that you picked him up in a few leagues but xavier gibson was uh interesting in hard knocks and I can't remember the name of the other lad that he was really good mates with, but uh, he doesn't seem to have quite made it, but Gibson's snap percentage is increasing a little bit, and he got a bit of work in this The game. other
0: guy was Jason Brownlee, and I like yeah, I like both of them. Gibson's more your, your slot receiver, like a, like a modern Randall Cobb that was good back in the day, and I definitely think there's going to be a role for him. I've tried to pick him up in leagues where I've got space. I mean, you can't put him on a taxi now because that was a pre-season thing, but... I've got Brownlee on a few taxis and I've picked up Gibson where I'm sort of not contending and, and building towards next year. And I like him for a role there down the line as well.
1: I do. He's not he's not my stash this week, but I do think he's a bit of a stash just because, I mean, they brought in Cobb and Alan Lazard because of Rodgers and who knows what's going on there. So, other than Garrett Wilson, there's not much certainly in this wide receiver room. So, yeah, have a look at Gibson or Brownlee and who knows, next season they might be... Uh, a bigger role to play yeah
0: maybe um maybe a role for Tyler Conklin as well if he's doing 7 from 7 for 70 yards
1: yeah do you know what I picked up Tyler Conklin in a couple <laughs> of startups just because I thought he's really cheap cost nothing he's clearly the best tight end in the room but I mean that is brilliant it might just be because Wilson's crap and he's looking for dump offs but I mean, getting 70 yards off seven receptions is quite decent for a tight end that costs absolutely nothing. Yeah,
0: reports today that they've soured on CJ Ozoma as well, and they're going to start using more uh, Jeremy Ruckett in the uh, upcoming weeks.
1: Are they really? Well, I mean, Rucker was uh, sort of fairly highly touted a couple of years ago, wasn't he? So I'm not surprised they're going to start using him. But um, yeah, I think other than Garrett Wilson and... You know, you probably still would start Brees Hall. There's nothing else going on in this side, is there? You can't start anything. Yeah, of them. let's
0: head down to uh, to Buffalo where their uh, decline continues.
1: I mean, what a dreadful <coughs> result this is for the Bills. I mean, Broncos twenty four, Buffalo Bills twenty two. I mean Russ Wilson again, really, really decent. I think he's people just don't like him because he's a bit of a loser, but um he's been fine. He
0: kind of had a perfect game as well, to be honest. He didn't make any mistakes. I mean, he's gone for 193 yards, two touchdowns. He scrambled well as well. He, he done really well on that. And the, uh, the touchdown throw to Cortland Sutton was beautiful, wasn't it? Back at the end zone. And yeah, he played really well, Rusty. I don't think he's been a problem all year. He, I think he's had one or two bad games, but on the whole, he's been, he's been really good. And I, I think due to the contract, they'll roll with him next year. But I don't see any reason why they wouldn't want to roll with him anyway, to be honest.
1: No, I mean that Sutton thing. I know that we don't really like expected goals in football and stuff, but um, I read a little stat about that Courtland Sutton touchdown. It's the lowest percentage uh, expected completion since records began. <laughs> it was something like a like a three percent chance of that throw being completed. As it was, it's the, you know basically the biggest outperforming catch of all time. Yeah, you know I mean which. Sat- it sounds extreme, but it was what a tough It's got course. him a
0: move as well this week because I've seen a few people pick up Cortland Sutton and, you know, these plays will get highlighted and he's probably fine if you're a contender and, and you're competing because he's getting decent volume, but he has some frustrating mistakes in there as well. Like He's a weird one because he'll make some absolutely elite grabs and then he'll drop some silly ones, but... Yeah, I mean, I like Cortland Sutton, I always kind of have, but I don't know if I'd want to be picking him up. Maybe um, if I'm short of volume as a contender. What about you?
1: Yeah, I think as a volume player, he's probably fine, isn't he? Because I tell you, he's crap, Jerry Judy. I mean, he's just hes just not very good, is he? He's a fancy route runner, but doesn't really win you games. And I mean, three targets, three receptions, 35 yards in... A very tough game, and I don't know if Courtland Sutton's putting up numbers, but Jerry Judy's still doing absolutely nothing. It's just frustrating. But what do you do with Judy? I know I don't think you own him. I've got him in a couple, but I can't do anything with him because nobody wants to buy, and you're never going to cut him. I, I, I just think you have to really hold and hope. I wouldn't move him for a third, but that's probably all you're going to get. Is he um, a
0: free agent in the summer?
1: He was a first-round pick, wasn't
0: <clears> he? <throat> yeah, I think he was, but so, I, um, they haven't taken yeah. the fifth-year option, have they?
1: Yeah, they wouldn't. I can't imagine they've taken the fifth-year option. So, potentially, he's hitting the free agent market then this. Uh,
0: it says on his thing, three years of experience. So, he might be in his fourth year next year. And Because there was a lot of talk of them trading him, wasn't there? I didn't know if that was because that his values running down. But um, I've never mm. been on him. I can't stand him, to be honest. And... I just think he's, um, he's all flashy on, on, on Roots and stuff like that, but there's no substance to his game. Yeah, never really been on him. But um, who's more to worry, Jerry Judy or Marvin Mims?
1: Well, Mims is kicking off a bit on the sideline as well, yeah. isn't he? And he was the first pick of the Sean Payton era. And uh, he's making comments that, oh, Russ never throws to me anyway. And do you know what? Maybe it's because you're yeah. crap. I don't know <laughs> you know targets are earned generally aren't they and if you're not earning targets you're not earning snaps you're not earning routes maybe that's on Yeah your... I
0: kind of got out on Mims because I thought this was a bit worrying that he's not earning targets in this room I mean maybe the scheme will change and he'll get targets next year but I just think it was a worrying development really for Mims and um, yeah if you can't earn targets in this room it's a, it's, it's a worry isn't it
1: Yeah it really is and uh, I mean Javonta Williams is uh, looking sort of a lot better now isn't he maybe I need to sort of change my approach because I'm still not comfortable starting him. But the last couple of weeks, he's been very, very good and goes for over 21 fantasy points and gets a bit of work through the air and gets a touchdown. So maybe, I mean, are you comfortable starting Javonta Williams Yeah, I've been
0: starting him for about three weeks and I've had a couple of rough weeks in there, but I love him. Yeah, I've been starting him everywhere and he's really picked up in the last few weeks. I think we've seen that he's finally getting there after the ACL and yeah you know, I love him as a player so um, I don't think people realise how young he is as well and so I'm happy to pick him up anywhere I can he's still only 23 years old
1: yeah I mean it's his third season league he's still 23 so he's got a bit of time left isn't he so yeah very good but let's talk about the bills because I went to town on the bills last week and started cutting them off I, just, I thought I'd had a bad day I said I hate Josh Allen I hate the town I hate the state I hate the fans I hate everything about them and uh, they are rubbish I mean are they actually good
0: no, and um, Ken Dorsey's paid for um, paid for this sort of loss with losing his role, isn't he? They've gone with Joe Lombardi as the interim offensive coordinator. Joe Lombardi, for me, is a bit of a bum as well. He had one amazing year on his um, CV, and that was at LSU. And his quarterback was Joe Burrow, and his wide receivers were Justin Jefferson and Jamar Chase. So um, I think he's a bit of a fraud. He was crap in Carolina as well, so... I don't know what that's going to mean for the for the skilled players and I think Dorsey was a bit unlucky to lose his job especially considering a lot of this was on the defence
1: Yeah agreed I mean Alan wasn't very good and James Cook was fine on the ground he put up over 100 yards but a really bad fumble at the start of the game again he'd done this a couple of times, he did it in his first game as a rookie last year and I like James Cook but it does suggest he's got a bit of a concentration issue because he's done it a few times and that sort of tanked his score a little bit <laughs> Leonard, Leonard Fournette signed for the Bills a couple of weeks ago, and he's still not been active. I don't know, if, is this a fitness thing? or they just not liking what they see on practice? I've not read anything.
0: Yeah, it's a strange one. I, I thought he would have been up on game time, especially with Damien Harris out, but they've kind of gone with Ty Johnson, haven't they? Which is a strange one.
1: Yeah, it's a very weird one, especially I think uh, Leonard Fournette tagged in Stefan Diggs in a post, and he was like, who the hell let me and Stefan Diggs on the same team? Well, you're both fairly crap, with it, So... <laughs> Um, I don't think you should be victory lapping this. You're not active. And Stefan Diggs, something's going on here, man, because he's very vocal about Josh Allen and you've got his brother piping up as well, saying that Diggs needs to get out of there. And there's no way your brother's putting stuff up without speaking to you, is there? There's something going on there. He's just such a diva, Diggs. Yeah,
0: it's been going on for a while, is not it? I think they fell out in the last game last year, didn't they? Diggs and Allen and Alan had to sort of come out and, and sort of dampen all that and say, no, we're all good and he's my boy and all that. But there's something going on there. And Diggs is a bit of a prat for me. I, I've never really liked him as a as a person. I think he's always kicking off. I mean, he had it fine in Minnesota and then he's kicking off at Cousins. And Cousins has been fine with Jefferson, hasn't he? And just Diggs always seems to kick off when things ain't going his way
1: yeah exactly and i don't know he's got he's interested in other sorts of nonsense he likes his fashion tell you what maybe i'm just old but everyone's wearing flares nowadays as well people are turning up in massive flares and boot cuts and i've had a gutful of it
0: yeah i'm I'm not out of the skinny jeans now i'm, I'm, start, I'm gonna stay in them i'm too old for the uh for the boot cuts now
1: yeah exactly skinny jeans or slim fit always black as well i'm a black jean man to be honest with you um Somewhere
0: in the uh, in the two thousands, I had my boot cuts and my Tims and rocking it out to uh, to all the R and B in the clubs and the bars, but not now.
1: Oh mate, I, yeah, I was in Club Root, Colchester <laughs> at the Hip Hop Night. It's Fat Farm jeans. I even went extreme. Fat Farm jeans, Vocal top and some <laughs> Tims. I was basically one step away from wearing a plaster <laughs> on my face, thinking I was Nelly. It was, elite. Um, was a leap. It's a yeah, days no, of
0: jar rule, wasn't it?
1: it? That's exactly it. That's exactly it. Massive diamond earrings. <laughs> I think I was wearing a rosary bead oh, as well. So you've gone all in. State of it. I was fully in, mate. I was in a video. <laughs> um, but yeah, nothing else to say about this game. I mean, Dalton Kincaid is having a bit of a breakout now. That's sort of to be expected with Dawson Knox missing some time. And yeah, I mean, the price never changed on him. So I don't think there was ever a window for Kincaid, was there? But nice to see him finally getting some work.
0: Yeah, it was a nice touchdown as well. And um, yeah, I think he's just stays this way now I mean even when Dawson knocks his back I think K kind of keeps this role because he's he's decent in the slot for him isn't he
1: yeah agreed. he's sort of plug and play now isn't he but uh yeah I think that's it we've gone uh gone quite long tonight but we had a few rants to go through. yeah so
0: that concludes our uh our rundown of all the uh the games and the scores from uh week 10 so now on to our studs and duds now from mine I could have gone with any sort of Cowboys player but then you have to remember the load of crap that they were playing so I have not gone with a Cowboys player. I thought it might be too painful for you as well. But 11 from 14, 175 yards, two touchdowns. He's basically the only real receiving option on his team right now. He's 31 years old, but he shows that a man that can separate and a man with excellent wide receiver fundamentals and skills can still produce. My stud of the week is Keenan Alexander Allen.
1: I like it. I like it. I like the fact you're bigging him up because he's an old man as well. I thought you might start talking about yourself there. (laughs) (laughs) the old man can still do it I like it well mine uh, a backup and a complete afterthought in Dynasty he was only playing this week because the wide receiver one was out injured but he put up 7 catches for 172 yards after his 6 catches for 152 yards and a touchdown last week, I thought he could be a bit of a sneaky ad but I didn't expect this really my stud of the week is Noah Brown of Ohio State Wide Receiver University
0: Yeah, I mean, you can't argue with what he's doing at the moment. I mean, he might be a little bit elevated by Stroud, but he's still doing the work, isn't he?
1: Incredible. (coughs) incredible. And I I didn't realise he went to Ohio State and started looking into it, and what a record they've had with wide receivers. Yeah, it's not
0: bad, is it? Brian Hartline's got a big part to play in that, but yeah, they're not doing bad, are they?
1: Incredible. Who's your, who's your dud?
0: Zero catches from two targets in a game that becomes sort of a shootout. He's got a quarterback that's also happy to air it out most of the game. Um, to actually make zero catches and put up zero points in those circumstances is, is quite something. So my dud of the week is Johan Walt Dotson.
1: I mean, I didn't, I've only just learned that his middle name is Walt, to be fair. So maybe it will make sense now. But um, he's been terrible, isn't he? It's... I mean, he's had
0: three good weeks out of about ten, hasn't he? In a, in a in an offense where they're fluzzing it about and uh, involved in shootouts a lot, it's just not good enough, is it?
1: No, I mean, last season I made a trade. I gave my my second and Jahan Dotson for Sky Moore and a late first, and we've both been ripped <laughs> off. I think. I mean, it's it's been a disaster a for both of us. Trade that nobody's again. won. Yeah, terrible. Well, my Dud of the week. um Probably no surprise to be honest. Coming into the season, people were boosting him as high as the quarterback three in some drafts. I'm just completely bored of the bloke. We're giving him a pass for year one with Urban Meyer, gave him a pass for his real rookie season in year two. What's the excuse now? 17 completions, two interceptions for less than 200 yards and 1.1 fantasy points. It was an absolute killer. It killed me in multiple leagues. He's thrown nine touchdowns to six interceptions on the season. It's just an absolute mess. My dad of the week and possibly of the season is William Trevor Lawrence. I mean,
0: why didn't he go with Will Lawrence?
1: Yeah, Bill Lawrence. I'd, I'd like that. Yeah. William Trevor Lawrence, and he's gone with Trevor. Now, that's the worst of the three yeah, names. Yeah,
0: I've picking that out. I think that just shows he's uh, he's not got the elite mentality.
1: No, and he's got three names. They're all first names as well. I'm not even yeah, that.
0: pathetic. On to our dynasty stash or our dynasty pickup of the week. So... For me, when a new quarterback comes uh, into a team, you you really have to look and recognise the guys that he kind of trusts and that he keeps going to. Since Will Levis has come into the Titans' offence, this man has been his top receiver in the last two weeks. He works in the slot. so He's become a bit of a safety option so far. 10 targets and 19 points in the last two weeks. He's on a lot of waiver wires right now because a lot of people dropped him there. My dynasty pickup is our old pod favourite, Carl Michael
1: Phillips. Just when I thought I was out, they pull me. Yeah,
0: I mean, literally last last year, first game, I think it was like eight or nine targets, wasn't it? And we was always fairly high on him anyway because they had no one else in the slot. But it's only coming about now, isn't it?
1: Yeah, it's nice. And uh, yeah, we've got quite a few favourites on this pod as well, haven't we? They're all old favourites, but I think Carl Phillips is no Yeah, Definitely. Well, mine, uh, with big Mike Williams and Josh Palmer out on the IR, the Chargers needed some wide, re- wide receiver to help beyond Keenan Allen, who's your stud. People thought it would be the first-round rookie, Quentin Johnson, but he's got actual rocks instead of hands. He was out-targeted and out-produced by another forgotten wide receiver who I think could offer some good flex value down the stretch. My stash of the week is Jalen Guyton.
0: Yeah, big Andy Soul's going to love this one, isn't he?
1: He is. He, I bet I've put it in just for him to be fair. <laughs> he's going to be absolutely fuming, but he's outproduced the first round rookie, and uh, he's just come off a serious injury as well, guys. And he missed a lot of time, and he's come straight back in, getting loads of work. And there's a role there because there's no one else to catch the ball. So yeah, I do like it as a possible. Value Where has playing. he
0: been though? Because he's been out for a while. What was the injury?
1: It was a knee, a knee sprain, I think. But he's been out for quite a long time. I don't know if it was ACL, but it was a serious knee injury
0: yeah, i think he's um he was always fairly usable with um with justin herbert wasn't he previously so um yeah he's got good speed as well hasn't
1: he yeah he's a very good athlete i think he runs at four four and he's got sort of 90% oh, sort of agility and burst metrics and he's quite big as well six foot plus and yeah he's just got a nice profile that works well with justin herbert and they need someone
0: yeah for sure so um that concludes this week. <clears throat> we'll be back next week with a roundup of week 11. Week 11, man, is flying. And uh, <clears throat> our usual extras. Please don't forget to rate and review our podcast on Apple Podcasts. The podcast is available to download on most popular podcast platforms, including Spotify and Apple Podcasts. We're available on Twitter at Adjust Ranks. We'll be back next week. Until then, my office is fully open.
1: And my office is never closed.